where we're going. All right. Once again, we are back. I think we got a good episode today because I'm here with Carl and Marcus from the legendary local Cape Town punk band Half Price. What's up, brothers? How's it? How's What's it? Up? How you doing? Good to be here. Yeah. yeah thanks for coming, man. A thanks for, for getting in touch, man. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having us. Um, a little bit sauce right now, but that's always good. Hey, um, no, nothing wrong with that. Jet lagged and drunk. What yes, do you that's, want? that's something that I wanted to bring up with you, dude, is that you are just off the plane. Yeah, literally, I flew in from London yesterday and I had a, in between, I had a 12 hour stayover in Frankfurt. So I've literally been traveling for 24 hours, came straight to the studio. Couple of beers in, we're ready. Epic. Yeah. What more do you want in life? This this is going to be the education of half price. The drunk punks. The drunk punks. There we go. 17 years in the making. Sure. 17 years. I don't know how we're going to be able to fit 17 years into this podcast, but uh, I kind of hope that you guys are going to come back. Yeah, yeah. Already, yeah. because I mean, um, just for the listeners and the people watching, is we, we've, we've actually had a bit of a catch up. And we've had a couple of drinks, and we've uh, got More to than know a couple each other. Of yeah, <laughs> but we, we've got to know each other pretty well. Um, yeah. uh, to know each other pretty well, and uh, damn, you guys have got some cool stories, and I can't wait uh, for everybody to hear them. It's it's been an amazing seventeen years. As Seven, old as that makes me, dude. Seventeen feel, years is for for a for a band in South Africa. Seventeen years is next level. Yeah, Ten years of the same lineup. <laughs> 10 years of the same lineup i clearly it's had nuts. a few too many to drink yeah. but no that's all good man but, uh, <laughs> but 10 years same lineup uh, 17, 17 years. years going five albums or six albums i don't even know it's absolutely for me re- remarkable and, and i'm that's why i'm also so glad that you guys have have come to join me to, to chat about your musical journey and what you guys are up to and uh because there there's a lot happening it always is. It, uh, for us right now, it's an exciting time because we've you know, been recording and we'll get to that a bit later. Sure. But yeah, 17 years, you know, in this country, to last that long is, you know, a feat in itself. Kind it's of absolutely you know I mean? nuts. As a but, punk but, band, anyone on the planet to last that long is it, like It just a proves that it's, it's, it's a passion project. You know, we do this as selfish as it might sound. It's yeah. like, you know... Uh, once you get known and you get fans of like that yeah it adds to it but we do it because this is what we want to do it's it's our little place in our in our world you just know? say it we do this for our own pleasure we do it for our own pleasure <laughs> totally but yeah. the, the one the one thing if we can that, give others pleasure that's <laughs> the one thing i want to point out is that that um you were the one one of the the bands that i was uh, made aware of very young when i was when i was still in high school and we, we're not far was, apart was, in was terms of age right we're not that far apart. I am. A couple of years or Well, whatnot. give or take a decade, yeah. Maybe if you speak to yourself, I'm not that old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am uh, early 20s. Okay. Marcus is late, late 20s. 20s. All right. Uh, and 17 15. years ago, I was early teens. <laughs> so what does that make me? I'm a fucking... Uh, what I'm, am I? I'm an I'm, infant. I'm early, mid th- Okay, I'm 34. Let's just say that. Yeah, we, we, okay. Yeah. Is that a real 34? No, that's it's a real, a real 36. 34. Born in 1984. Well, you and I are the same age then, right? <laughs> 84, baby. So, but that's exactly what I'm saying is, is that when I was made aware of Half Price and uh, 
you you were just one of the bands that just stuck out yeah. in my brain like we we made a big concerted effort to do all age shows you know at Weinberg yeah. Sports Club um, you know a few other places well we just okay. figured we wanted to play to people our own age back then sure. so it's like those are the kind of people we want to play to it's the kind of people that love the music and so we wanted like people two three years younger than us they sure. couldn't go into a club but that's so so it's not when you're that young i mean you know your friends are like and for your band the other bands are still fairly new so there's a lot of you know there's a lot of ampness for gigs and that kind of stuff you know when you get later yeah. you know the, the people that have been coming to your shows for 17 years they don't come to every show anymore you know sure I mean? the point i was really trying to make is that i wasn't even allowed to go to your shows when you and I are the same your age. Parents were smart, you know. My parents <laughs> were very smart. Yeah, um, it, it's crazy. You a lot earlier. Sure, I mean, like, I literally remembered there was one time where all my mates, my, my mate, I'm going to call him out, uh, James McLaughlin. He was a huge fan of well, you. He is a name. huge fan of you guys. And I think out? was was he friends with you guys or what? I just remember that name from somewhere. Yeah, is and, and he was McLaughlin. It's not a name we hear every every day. We wore many things in our day. I don't I don't know if overall. Actually, yeah, we may have worn the overalls at at one stage. But he was a huge fan. They were all going to these shows. And I wasn't allowed to because you guys would probably be pay- yeah yeah, you guys would play past my curfew. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. But those were some great parties. It doesn't feel like it was 17 years ago that we did those jewels. Sure. It feels like last weekend, maybe the weekend before. Yeah, it's. Also, I mean, we would do a lot more of the all age shows if it was easier. Now nowadays it's a lot harder to pull them off. That's because you're easy. old. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's when you're been a band, do it's like we're organizing a show for under 18s. How old are you? Yeah, yeah, we're all mid to late 30s. That's a bit weird, you know. But it was, you know, the funny way to say it is that it was our way of, you know, just doing what we do and I wouldn't quite say corrupting the youth, but opening them to individualism, do what sure. you want, the whole DIY thing, you know yeah, what I mean? And yeah, yeah, yeah do what makes you happy as long as it's not really hurting other people or anything like that you know, be, be yourself and, and what's really nice about punk is that it's very expressive yeah. it can be and there's a lot of acceptance for differences and variances and that kind of stuff as and well. it was always about doing it for yourself I mean yeah. that's what punk rock is all about you, yeah. nobody makes money out of punk rock except for maybe Fat Mike um, <laughs> he's literally fat the only Mike, guy yeah, yeah. it's funny how you say Fat Mike and not nervous. No, no, fix, yeah. no fix, they don't make money it's Fat Mike but anyway um, so it was all about having a good time, getting together with our friends, doing it just for the fun of it. And, yeah. And I think that is actually fundamentally the reason why after 17 years we're still going because we're still having a shitload of fun while doing this. Like, get into the practice room once every two weeks. Yeah, I it mean... It used to be twice a week, now it's once every two weeks. And we still have just as much time as we had yeah. 17 years ago when we started this. Well, that's that's one... I mean, how often do you guys get together? Is it once every so often, uh, every two weeks or whatever in the it, practice it, room it, and, and it, all it that It depends show? because on what gigs they are. I mean, obviously for the writing process, mm. for the new stuff that we were doing, it, you know, we'd practice a bit more often. But, you know, there's a lot more responsibilities now. So bi-weekly we would practice, um, but we fit in practices where we need to but we, you want to keep it regular what's nice about playing with the same guys for a long period of time is that you know you might have not practiced for I mean some of the gigs we played literally haven't had a practice for two months kind of thing um, have one practice and then it's like you it's like you still play the songs like how yeah you bro the last it. show was tight why do we need to practice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, a, that's one I get a lot <laughs> well, that's the one thing uh, that's the attitude we've never adopted like before the show 
the minimum is at least one practice yeah, yeah. no no for sure i mean one practice yeah. is and we, like and we get a bit definite. worried when we play super well at that practice because that means we're not going to play that well at the gig if we have a shit <laughs> practice then the gig's going to be stellar which is right because these guys are also superstitious like you know. i've got it i've but i've <laughs> got it's drunk not superstitious i've got a huge superstition uh the this new like i've i've seen a lot of guys doing it rehearsing on the day i don't do that of shit. the gig that's i'm a that's drummer and i've got to unset and it, 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 it's shit. it's not a for me it's, it's like, not the done thing you yeah. can't go play your whole set and be like oh no that practice is rad and then you go to your 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 show and play a bum set and then you're like oh well i, I wasted feel, all the good stuff at the practice the way i feel you waste your energy i mean like to play a set takes a lot of your energy to play a practice also takes some energy not quite as sure. much as a set but like plus the, the you're setting already using up, the so setting much down. energy like while playing that rehearsal set what's the point like yeah got the practice two nights before and yeah totally. yeah, look, yeah look i mean a practice before shows is always good you know um, especially if you're working on stuff you know when you get some featured vocalists that kind of stuff as yeah. well you know it, it it helps but like i said playing with the same guys for a period of time it's we do stuff when we want to and need to you know what i mean yeah there's, there, I, yeah there, there's totally. not this constant like we have to do it because we have to do all the stuff it's you know that pressure we left behind about eight eight odd years ago yeah, yeah. when we realized the band's not gonna make it <laughs> the band's not gonna make you it only realized that i think eight i years saw ago? that in, in one of your videos no, that's when the last little fl <laughs> flame of hope died didn't i see ago. that in one of your videos yeah, in the in, it's in part of that documentary teaser we showed uh, okay yes 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 <laughs> all right all right okay cool well, we we're gonna get to that eventually <laughs> but right. like well, while you're saying i think you invited us here to talk about 17 years of half price so yeah how do you how do you start yeah, at the let, beginning let's like let's, let's start story. at the so beginning and absolutely this guy met each other didn't mean to touch you there that's fine it, it's, it's gonna look really <laughs> so weird considering how, how you said we, we were gonna meet each other but um i um lived in Hart bay at the time and one of my best friends denton who's actually one of the guys who's been doing the documentary yeah. and film and Marcus and his other best friend, Mark Brusica, um, we, not knowing each other, we went to 7-Eleven to buy beer because we were underage and they would let us. Yeah. Um, and then we went yeah. to the Milkwood Forest to go smoke. A, Some a, marijuana? A, a joint and, and drink <laughs> the beer without being like, you know, getting death stares from the people doing their shopping at Main Street. Or being arrested because back in those days, you still used to get arrested for that stuff. Yes, that's also another <laughs> good point. Um, so, so Marcus and I met in a bush in a forest, basically, having the same idea to drink beer and get high, but we didn't decide this together, just the universe. Put and then there. we started a metal band. And then we started <laughs> yeah. a metal band, that is correct. So, so, so it started initially with you two alone. Just you and and Marcus. No, that was a different band. It's like um, okay, no, but but yeah, yeah, yeah okay. So the, the, the friendship started. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, Marcus was in a, a band called Dirty Locals, which was a five-piece punk band. They split up, and then the other member, Steve and Crom, was also in Damnasia, an old yeah. metal band from the early two thousands. Um, Marcus asked me, and I was like, dude, I'm just, I'm a metalhead. Like, I, you know, I'm not a punk drummer. He's like, well, we actually want to go more heavier. So we were a three-piece and you know so dirty locals changed to a three piece okay and then when he was in uct pete saw him with his multicolored mohawk and a studded leather jacket with you know you know some punk parody. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. literally i need to demonstrate this turn around there tell me in the show <laughs> i really don't really want to do this <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, dude, i want to see it i've got a mohawk so this is me i'm pete so he taps me on the shoulder and he goes Hey, dude, do you like punk rock? Not particularly. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I turn around. Do I look like I like punk rock? Yeah. And then he goes, 
I'm on a planet punk burn, so let's get a single and smoke it in the bush. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then I met Pete um, at because uh, he's from Bergfried, and a lot of my brother's friends were Bergfried guys. So I'm at this house party, okay. and I'm handing out flyers for Dirty Locals. It was Dirty Locals, Sacrifix, and Ignorance Sacrifice, is Typical geez. from Joburg. Yeah. Um, playing at Mercury, and I was no, handing out flyers, and he was like, this. "Oh, he's like, uh, oh, Dirty Locals. He's like, I know the bass player for that band." I was like. Marcus and he's like yeah I'm like yeah I'm, I'm the drummer and then we started chatting we had you know some similarities on stuff and then yeah a year a bit later I became a half price man yeah, so sure okay yeah. okay so so you had the whole punk uh, the, the, what was the band that you were playing in again well I was always passionate about punk I mean I played sure. in a punk band since the five years before half price started yeah. I played in a punk band first in Cape Town then another one in Germany I moved there for a year or two then Dirty Locals when I came back which okay. was like a punk hardcore which then we turned into like a metal sort of outfit once Carl joined yeah and then I started Half Price on the sides with that with Pete and then Carl joined us okay um, brilliant Half Price's name like back then was actually back Bad in. Influence that was your guys Bad yeah that was our first name was Bad, bad Influence, influence. you're right I'm not yeah. bad for, for a whole one for a whole one gig we were called Bad Influence yeah good work go team and, and now enough, now you're a five four piece. four piece yeah four piece. so it's pete yourself we started as a three piece actually half yeah. price and then pete and i were we wanted to get another guitarist because it would help free pete up on the vocal sure. side and he could add least he was quite anti it actually you know he wanted to remain the three yeah, piece yeah, yeah. band it's you know it's raw it's dirty that kind of stuff so a rhythm we, section we, we, with we, great vocals yeah, yeah. so he yeah. conceded um auditioning you know going through some auditions I don't know how we found Renee. Well, he, I was studying with him at, at CPUT. Well, there we go. That's no, how we found him. Okay. And Kaput. he rocks up at our Kaput. practice room in Odemolin <laughs> Village. There was still Bunker yes. 31 with Graham from Blunt, the drummer. I don't know if you remember. It's like a... Way anyway. before yes, you yeah, yeah. no, like, <laughs> and, um, and he rocks up to the practice with a fucking broken leg on crutches. <laughs> and he's The first never, question I ask him is... Do you like to drink and party? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 primary. Like, that's, you know, that's what, number one on the resume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had never even heard a ska music before. Like, he, we play a couple of songs. He's like, what is this? this you know, and we're like, ska music. He's like, never heard that shit before, dude. Never. <laughs> like, and then we auditioned him and nobody else. We just said, well, if you want it, you got the job kind but of thing. We did ask Mork if he wants to join the band. But he was in Sweet Victory. Yeah, at and the he time. said no. Mork is our current guitarist now. He's been who taught Pete how to play guitar. Sure, like just actually quick segue. Yeah. We'll go back to that. Yeah. Is that I got a funny uh, um, story about Mark? Is that um, I used to go to the one gym in uh, Kenilworth Center. Center. Yeah, and uh, I just started playing with my brand new band. We we're having such a, a party doing it and whatnot, and then we played with uh, Half Price. Uh, I think it was quite early in our in our. I think it was like Graham Jam or something. Didn't you guys play the show that um, helped Graham get his drum gear back or pay for his drum gear? Did you guys play that show? Yes, yeah. So it was yeah exactly. It was a really cool. Um, Mark Jennings did the artwork. Okay. I think I think so. I think yeah. it was it. D- um, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. Really, but, it, but yeah, so seventeen years. Show, seventeen yeah. years. But. Um, that was cool and then then i went to the gym and i was like oh, that's him that's the half price guitarist i know him and then eventually we played another show down the line and he was like hey bro 
I know you. And then then we ended up uh, just crossing paths and lame story, but that's how that's how it went Mark down. It was very cool guy. to, to we, yeah, call him, we call rad, him Mork now. We call him Emo okay. Mork. Well, they call him Emo Mork. I call him Mork because he's as badass as like a tomahawk. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, but so, then after that whole story, then I ended up getting absolutely wasted with him at uh, as, Raw as after one of your Mork. shows that oh, yeah. I attended. Yeah. And that's when we became good, guy to get good wasted with. If you don't remember me, Mork, yeah. I'm going to murder you. <laughs> so, so we asked him at the time uh, if he wants to play guitar for us when we wanted to expand it to a four piece. And he said, no. I want to play and sing in my own band, Sweet Victory, which was a great band, by the way. But he should have joined us back then. But anyway, it was great that Renee played with us because it, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Renee, I mean, the open of all, I mean, Renee was from Namibia. So, mm-hmm. I mean, some of our, our first time we played in Namibia, we actually played with The Narrow. Ah, uh, yes. There were like 700 people at that show. Dude. You know? It was epic. And it was it was mad. Then we played at like a soccer stadium in fucking Namibia. And then we played at like an amphitheater where we Pete started a riot and that's why we never got onto festivals. Whole <laughs> other fucking story altogether. Pepper spray getting the crowd back. Fuck. Oh, wow. And, and because Renee wasn't Did a like a uh, limb biscuit at bloody Woodstock or something. Eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except, yeah. Except it wasn't new metal. <laughs> yeah. And then the guys who... Yeah, okay, I'm not gonna go. It's a, it's a bit. Basically, Pete almost got beat up that night because the last band didn't get to play because of fucking the shenanigans. <laughs> and then in the VIP tent, they corned Pete, and he was so wasted at the time. I don't know where I was. I don't remember this. I was up on a dune somewhere. <laughs> Jeez, I don't know. Yeah. It was yeah, it was crazy, it was crazy, <laughs> crazy. So time. so was there an actual backlash towards you guys? Well, well, it kind of was our fault. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was our fault. basically, like we used to very close intimate club gigs yes, we like yeah. the crowd very close yeah. to us uh, playing at a festival on the stage just like four times the size of what we and used to and a barrier like 15 meters away before the crowd so then Pete just said like bash the fence down come get to the stage next thing 2,000 people break this fence barricading all the cabling for the screens on the side oh, just get wow. shut off. I've never seen so much stage crew <laughs> fucking jump on the stage and like just start shouting at us like I'm busy playing drums like in the middle of the song and I'm just like cool bro Cool, cool, that cool, honestly yeah. sounds like the best gig ever and then they Sorry. stopped us and then they said we can't continue until the crowd moved back the crowd will move back so they released some pepper spray in the crowd eventually moved back and then we continued our set dude we ended before quarter to 12 this was new year's eve quarter to 12 so they wanted to get the dj on so the last band didn't get to play and they drove from fucking joburg to like 2000 k's so it was pretty it was a dick move you know i mean it wasn't planned and we didn't plan on it we didn't want to be wow. dicks about it but like kind of like so you ended, ended up being that, that band. Yeah. You ended up being those yeah. us. So they were justified in cornering Pete. I mean, sure. I can. I mean, duh. If you're gonna crash the stage <laughs> and if you're gonna break down the barrier, <laughs> you obviously dig the band, right? <laughs> you want to get to them. You want to get onto the stage. Yo, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. And then for years we were sending like our submissions to like Woodstock, um, Splashy Fin, all that kind of stuff. And then when we eventually got onto Woodstock because we won a competition, yeah, a battle of the bands kind of thing. Um, Pedro, from the guy who organized Splashy Fin, we were literally, me and Clayton were trying to bry a T-bone steak. This, <laughs> is, the sec- the, this is the second day we're trying to bry this T-bone steak. Marcus <laughs> is sitting across us, pizza over there, and we all, you know, we, we, we well on our way. And it comes, he's like, trust like the most raucous part of the band camps are to be half price. We're like, Pedro, and why do you do yeah. this Pedro festival? He's like, 
I heard about Namibia and you guys, I'm sorry, there's so much stuff going on at the festival. You're a liability. Yeah. You know what like I mean? Like I said, I watched your show last night. You guys were amazing. It was epic because we played the Woodstock. We played the, yeah, we played yeah. in the tent stage while the main stage was empty and there was like and it's a thousand, hailing 200 people played, like in the tent stage while we were playing. It was amazing. I loved it. I said, I said but you're not going to play at my festival. Yeah. You guys are a liability. Yeah. Can't guarantee what's going to happen. Shit's going to get out of hand. You're not going to play at Splashy Fin. That we is said, nice. We said, cool, so, so we don't have to keep sending you our EPKs or, you know, our press releases and stuff anymore. But, you know, so we never crazy. send it there again. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Dudes, that is nuts. That is nuts. That's like it's the best the thing I've ever heard. We never ended up finishing it after the three days of cooking a T-bone on one coal. We never actually got to eat the T-bone steak. <laughs> didn't. No, I didn't know that. But it was, it, was like, it was like the safety zone. It's like when shit got out of hand, let's go back to... T-bone. To cook, yeah, to cooking some, 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 some on a yeah. some T-bone steak, baby. <laughs> so let's jump back a couple of years. We were talking about when we started, and the first album we released was Bush Banana, My Mom's Nord. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> say, say that, that was again. the time. It was a couple of months after. It was a couple of months after the 9/11 bombing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone was just talking about. It was ridi- Bush, the covers Bilan, ridiculous. Yeah, blah, yeah, yeah. Blah, 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 and we just like thought. This is so relevant to our lives. We're living in South Africa. Who gives sure. a damn about it? So we said yeah. Bush and Bin Laden is about as important to us as my mom's nort. That's why we call uh, it Bush okay, Bin Laden I see. and my mom's nort. Also, um, half brother were quite a, bit more political, <laughs> quite a bit more political back then, but still had you know quite a, an element of humor and, and sight, satire yeah, yeah, yeah. and that kind of stuff. Um, the cover was ridiculous. I mean, it's like literally a photo of Bush, a photo of Bin Laden, and this cartoon of this of a fat ass of a fat ass like but like in a vector drawn <laughs> mom's <that> ass <laughs> yeah I don't know who's that's mom crazy. that was yeah, I, think yeah. it was, uh, I think it was Joy hey mom <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm not gonna argue yeah. <laughs> the, the what are the nine tracks I'm just gonna stop and say um, I, I was uh, I was told by uh, a good few of my friends that I was going to, I mean, I said to a good few of my friends that I was going to have half price or a couple of members from half price on, on my podcast. And they said, dude, it's going to be fun. And I damn, so. dude, like, this is so wicked. <laughs> yeah, it's epic. We showed you that little video from the Bush Bernard and my mom's no tour, the crack of dawn. Crack of dawn. Should let's, we, maybe should we, should we do that? that? Let's, okay, cool. Let's do that. Um, we're going to take a quick break. But it's not going to be a break for you guys. Uh, we're going to just Stay quickly... tuned. You want to watch this. Yeah. yeah. Stay tuned. Bush Bin Laden, my mom's not to 2002 or 3. 2002. In the, Johannesburg. The crack of dawn, eh? <laughs> yeah, the crack of dawn. Enjoy. The crack of dawn, gents. <laughs> How did you feel about that, bro? Well, 
How does what? that feel if you get your friend's ass in your face? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm asking. I got him back. Needless oh, you got him say. back, but not on video. Not on video, I'm afraid. Never managed to do it on video. Okay, <laughs> who started the crack of dawn? We wrote a song called the crack. Okay. Of dawn. We wrote two songs called the crack of dawn. If you let me finish, I was going to build up to the second. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. What's even funny is we called the second one "Crack of Dawn 2 and then that was the first song on our first full proper album, and the the first "Crack of Dawn" song was way later in the album. It made no sense at all. Yeah. Nah, so, so if you can do me a favor, Carl, can you? Uh, so your, I can hear all of your clink clink clink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, for the listeners, I think they're going to get most of because this is my first three way, three sim. Way three some way. So so I've got we one microphone on side, charging yes, to yeah. so I've got the sensitivity <laughs> up a little bit, and I can hear the <laughs> clink 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 clink. Uh, <laughs> but uh, carry on about that uh, that story about the the, the, the COD. So, so about crack a year, of dawn. A year right? after this video and a year after yeah, yeah. we released our first full length proper album because Bush Banana and my mom's note was great. It was fun. It was. Most EP, of the songs were recorded at a student project at Cape Audio College. Okay, okay. And then and we just lo- chucked it out for no money. But that's what you do, man. That's yeah, what you got to do. Back in yeah, but also you chuck out for no money, but it didn't cost you so much money back then either. Shh. You know. Well, no, but I mean, didn't you? Men- you you mentioned something when we when we were sitting before you 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 you. Um, Recorded at Paris Studios. Yeah, the last two tracks on Bush Bin Laden. Yeah. Th- yes. those, those are the two tracks that I'm on. The previous, sure. I haven't been in the yard, I don't know. Yeah. But we, that cost money. Yeah, but it was... Uh, was it reasonable? It was reasonable, but I because mean... Because you did live drums and all that kind of yeah, jazz yeah, the as whole well. the thing was basically we're, we're, live, yeah. let's, no let's be honest. No metronome, nothing like that. You can you can listen to the album on um, Bandcamp. Our Bandcamp site's got the whole Bush Bin Laden and Mom's Notes on it. We're not going to sell you that stuff anymore, but... You can listen to that. Sure. That's because we it's, don't actually have the, the stuff to sell you. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't have the stems, eh? It's basically... Um, Lovely. It is what it was. It was 2003. It was a young punk band out of Cape Town. Sure. Back then, recording was a lot more of a fancy job than it is now. There was no Pro Tools. There was no fancy online stuff around. It was like analog desk and some... Yeah, well, stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the Dirty Locals album that Marcus and I recorded before Hot Price, that was on tape still. You know what mm. I mean? So cassette. Again, yeah, well, no, it's analog. 16, 16, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was quite funny when we went to record mm. "Taking Life Seriously" at B Shop Studios. I mean, he did what was it? New Girl, Sugar Drive, Growing Trend. He was like, uh, and more affordable, but a really pro kind of yeah. know, product that you would get. Um, you know? And Fuzzy Gish, Fuzzy Gish at the time. Yeah, that got us Squeal on were on there. Um, you know, a lot of I think even Sarin it Gas. B Studio in South Africa. If you were Sarin punk Gass, rocker yeah. at that time, if you were punk rocker. Probably if you were rock music, you went to B Sharp in Benoni. Yeah. Okay. Benoni, Boxburg. In Parlour Park. Oh, whatever. So on the border. Yeah. But houses, so we get there. And that's when uh, 16 Stitch and all those yeah, yeah, dudes so were they, around. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they recorded there as well. Okay, um, cool. So we, we get there. And but this J- time we were four piece now. Yeah. yeah. So we get there and JV says, okay, like, you're going to do the drums first. Where are your guy tracks? We're like, guy tracks like what are you talking about like, what's you a know, guy track so he's like you know those tracks that your drummer plays has to play to yeah, yeah. and we're like no we don't got those he's like, we don't, don't got those yeah. so he's like okay so what, where, where are your click tracks and we're like click track what is that he's like the metronome so you can play in time we're like a metronome or like, what, but you what, were a metal what, drummer what, bro. what should you talking about yeah, like, dude, we can untrained. play our songs tight yeah. I'm, 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 I'm trained okay yeah, yeah. actually to be honest with you Carl gotta be honest with you, I, I've gotta segue this yeah. Uh, when I was first getting involved with the uh, local scene and 
starting my band and doing my thing. <laughs> clink, 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 clink. Yeah. Is, is I, one of the first things I did, uh, I saw you do a the uh, clinic at Bachner's. Oh, and I find it, I dropping the stick. No? No, the best part yeah. is watching a lefty player, dude. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I think it's the most weirdest but most awesome thing ever to see a left-handed drummer play, dude. It's a colossal fuck-up. You know, it's rad. It's yeah. Awesome. of that show we played in Germany with Dimimis. <laughs> so <laughs> it's made out of glass, basically. The guy comes up and he's like, he's like, okay, you can use whatever, but don't change the thing. And I'm like, dude, I'm a left-handed drummer. He just goes off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but the, the fuck up is that the, is that you've got to change hi hats and turn change, everything yeah, around. It's the sound engineers that are like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, you know. Yeah, I'm a lefty. I did, uh. I did send you the tech writer like four weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, it's just it is complicated because you know overseas when we tour there, it's like you bring your whole backline. So the band before you, their whole backline gets wheeled off, and you get wheeled on, kind of stuff. You know, this is even a club show. It's not really on wheeled up riders, but yeah, yeah, they've yeah. got enough crew to like make it quite seamless you know over here everybody shares a lot of this especially sure. the, the kids so if i knew the complications it would give me later on i probably would i play guitar but right-handed i probably would try to learn right-handed play guitar right-handed really well i can't really play guitar but like you know when i, when I <laughs> yeah, do it's in the right-handed position because that's all i've had but yeah. i mean like left-handed i'm just what was natural you know and as sure. i said it's self-taught so i was just like okay well it looks fuck. great yeah, it does. Thank you. Yeah. I love the fact that we had a couple of drinks before we did this, man. Dude, this is I'm, good fun. You know, it's like, it's awesome. We had a cigarette outside. It's a bit chilly kind of outside. <laughs> yeah. My face is all buzzing and warm. No, and well, we've the got... Clink, the clink, I clink. No, yeah. It's just the booze that's making us warm. <laughs> yeah. So, what... what? Um, Jeez, I don't even know where to segue from that, man. Um, taking that's life a, seriously. Taking life seriously. So, we had seriously. no tempo tracks. We had no guide tracks. We had nothing. So we had to play it live. I mean, the one song we got nine tempo changes in the song. Now you got to record, and I never played along to a metronome or anything like that. So I think I was recording like literally ten second parts because I would always accelerate. It's like the way we have prepared for this album, it was like it was, it was a fortune. It was twenty thousand yeah, yeah. around in two thousand four as a little punk band from Cape yeah. Town, and we lived there for a month at the we studio. We lived there for a month, so, you know, so. It cost us a shitload of money, and we're going up there and like how we prepared it for it is like have a practice every day get as tight as uh, at the songs as you want to like yeah. be as tight as you possibly can and we thought we were well prepared but we did not know what a click track I, was I think B-Shop because he had it like you know he, he wants to you know he's putting his name on it so he, I think he put in a lot of extra work because for me that album has still got so much energy and maybe that was the thing that we had no we were you know it had to work you know, we were so unprepared in terms of the more professional environment, but the energy was there. And I think that's what translated a lot in the song. It's like nothing made sense. Nine that makes all purchase. the sense to me, though. Yeah, but that, it makes all the sense yeah, to me. Yeah. I mean, we've got a record deal, this major record deal that we were so excited about. And what happened? <laughs> no, we did. Red okay, Ambulance, so Red Ambulance, um, new label at the time, Punk Rock. Punk Rock was huge in South Africa at that time. Um, at least it felt huge at the time Red Red Ambulance was was Fuzzy Gish basically and they started a label and they decided to sign a bunch of bands from out of Joburg I remember I asked him I said you know like we're not the strongest candidate for like you know to get this offer kind of thing and I asked Jay Burns and he's just like any band that drives fucking four and a half thousand k's to not get paid to shove a drum kit two guitar amps 
and three guys into a bucky no not even to a bucky it was in your corolla <laughs> was my corolla. And, and drive to durban to play a show he's like you know you guys are prepared and to drive back the next day yeah you, you're prepared to go <laughs> the extra to, mile yeah absolutely actually, you know, yeah it's, it's the work ethic in there we didn't consider work ethic. it was like okay so we got a show out of town rad road trip alcohol rad but that's yeah, how actually. i see it that's how we i see it we leave on thursday and we drive to Joburg. we play there on the friday drive and to you Joburg. have a fucking blast doing it yeah. Yeah. But do and you still we, we have that same? Pete and I never. So he had to drive so from, <laughs> from Cape Town to fucking Durban, Durban to Joburg, Joburg back to Cape Town. Yeah, three weekend. days. Yeah. But but do you guys still live by that same? Pretty much. We yeah. we are five four best mates. I do have a mates. license now though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I want to talk. I actually to wanted do. to talk to you about one thing, but we we'll, we can talk about yeah. we'll talk about it later. Just uh, with Carl in specific. Um, uh, but but. Damn, man, that's crazy. It is, dude. Yeah, I, so this guy signed us. Yeah. I think I think that for us, it was like, let's not get caught up in the <laughs> logistics and the complications. It's something we want to do. Come hell over high water, we'll yeah. do it. You know, if it means fucking driving for 20 hours cramped like this, then so be it. Because, you know, it's what we wanted to do. And, you know, you had the energy and like just the, amp, the vibe to go out and like play shows. You know? But the the same thing i see what you're saying now i i still see the same energy within you guys now like just having you know the the break while we 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 watch the the crack at dawn video you guys are still super amped to talk about the stuff so as i said in the beginning we're still doing this for the same reason we did 17 years ago to for the love of it fun as possible for ourselves yeah you, you kind of you kind of realize that you know it's, it's true you know, i mean that's absolutely uh, true as you know being in two bands and that kind of, a lot of yeah. it gets complicated every time I say it's like shit you know everything's if it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday gig Friday or another band mm. Saturday work Sunday all that kind of stuff yeah. it's like shit you know it's getting also active. trying to manage house relationship yeah, work all, all that kind of stuff and, yeah. then, and then I tell myself I was like well instead of complaining take it all away and then what so the alternative is just I can't even think about that you know what I mean no, it sounds and, miserable and, and, Jeez, and the, old, the older you get I relate I mean, so it, much it, to that it, it becomes a bit more difficult take note people nobody's got time these days especially the older you get you have less time but for things you love you've got to make time nobody's got time you've got to make for it and we're all on the same page is that if we didn't do this there'd be a huge hole in our lives and massive and and i can't deal with that no you know what i mean it's like um so we do and again it's uh, it's it's we do it for ourselves and if other people can get on that boat and enjoy it with us fucking a you know what i mean but i said to my mom years ago like when I first joined Hot Price, I was like, well, I just joined a punk rock band. We're not going to make any money. So I might still be playing at the Purple Turtle and living with you. Purple when I'm, Turtle. When I'm 14, you know yes. what I mean? You know? <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's just that kind of, you know, you, you make the decision. You know what I mean? And it's Totally. Yeah. And, and today you're still willing to do exactly the same thing. Absolutely. Well, I'm not quite sure if I'm willing to drive to... I can afford to fly now, so yeah. yeah. Oh, there we go. Like yeah. we can turn drive the driving into flying. Yeah, I'm still well, willing to drive to Durban for a show as long as I share it with Carl now. Listen to I'm Marcus. He's traveling anymore. the world for his business, and he's like, "Nah, I'm never driving again." Which is exactly the same. I'm no, you should. You shouldn't. We're driving to Durban for a tour in October. No, let, let, but not by myself. They'll be. We've upgraded. We'll we've, we've got a this guy. Um, Tabang. Tabang. He runs. A, he used to run a taxi uh, line in Seapoint, but okay. then government gave him a subsidy because obviously they nationalised that. They bought him out because of the My City bus. So, yeah. so he does like a. 
you know overland transports and okay. that kind of stuff. So we hire a quantum with the trailer, get the band in there. But like, does the hooter come with the quantum? Of course it, it does. does. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and and with the driver and all. Got to so, ask what the quantums these yeah. days, bro. So and with the driver. So now what we do is none of us drive. We just spend the twelve hours getting to Joburg drinking. We, we usually pass out at about both <laughs> west, no. you know that kind of thing. I'm it takes us a lot like longer because we need stuff for like a million fucking piss breaks, but we don't have to drive at least. You know. Dude, I'm the worst. But we still drive. We we did a we did a, 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 a tour to Pretoria, yeah. Bloom, all that jazz, yeah. bro. I'm totally different. Um, I think it's maybe because I I had a, a huge accident in 2015, but damn, dude. I've either got to be in the front seat or driving. Okay. That's just me. Like, we drove all the way through to Bloemfontein, but we left at 10.30 at night the night before, so we drove through the night. I didn't get a single wink of sleep. sleep. Nothing. I just sat like this, and and I was in the back. There's the driver's seat. There's the passenger seat. And I sat and I sat up straight and I was and looking straight at the road. road. Just because, I mean, my past experiences and stuff, yeah. I cannot do the drive. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that I, I will never be able to accept going forward because I don't like driving with other people. Yeah. I don't like uh, anything Dude, like I, that. that I, awful. I, I'm, I'm it's, well. It is I mean, awful, it's like, but I, it's my own fault. I'm the worst passenger driver. You know, it's, I drive myself, you know, get most of the stuff. But going on the tour, it's like, you just got to put your faith in that the guy's going to be cool <laughs> and he is i mean we've done quite a well, lot we've done, to Nam- race, yeah. we've done to namibia and that kind of stuff sure. i mean they and i suppose i need to grab the, his number yeah and i suppose like what's nice about it then is that we've made that a lot of the fun stuff on tour happens in the bus on the road yeah road trip yeah. that kind of stuff you know but it's it's long and hard hours if you've got to drive then you don't have the fun part of it you just got the mission sure but um mm. Also, yeah, driving creates something that I watch, just I, doesn't. I, I have to pinch myself because also, like, looking at it, I was like, it's nighttime. I just see the lines going. How fast is he going? You know, the trailer's doing this. And I'm just yeah. like, never mind. Just crack another beer and just hope Totally. Best, you know? I have an argument to that, though. Mm-hmm. That that when you're driving, there's, you know, you get all that time. There's there's uh, the shenanigans because you're bored. You're having a great time. You can teabag a mate. and exactly. You can do all that kind of stuff. But you can do the same can things. You can do this, the crack of dawn <laughs> on an airplane. Can yeah, exactly. Yeah, you you can do all that same stuff, but you, you, you've, you've got a window yeah. of travel and the rest can be wild. Yeah, yeah exactly. But the, when you're flying, it's like kind of when you're driving that hardship you go through on the 20 hour drive. Dude, it's hardship. Joburg, it's hardship. Or whether it's 20 hours Joburg it or it driving from Bristol to, to Munich yeah. or whatever. You're driving, it creates something. It creates an atmosphere. It's hard, but... But if we're talking Munich or we're talking overseas, different story, my yeah. friend. Yeah. We, I'm... Remember, I've done no... Uh, and that's something that we need to, to, to talk about yeah. right now. Is right now, let's uh, take life seriously. That's the first time. Yeah, we... Okay, that's well, course, old news. We've done that. No, no, no. Okay, <laughs> have we have we got a track of uh, yeah, taking life, life seriously? Taking life seriously. That was the album that we started this part of the section on and the cracker of dawn was what we saw this yeah but then we moved to take love seriously which was our first proper album and then you are correct um, that is the first marcus take us away brother let's do this toured overseas on that album back in 2005 exactly that's what i want to hear and me and renee and pete we we did it was a three-week tour it was epic end of november we leave 
Cape Town, right? Fly to Joburg. Okay. 31 degrees, 32 degrees. I'm in shorts, sneakers, and I've got like a hoodie. Arriving Gatwick at fucking minus four degrees, dude. And I've got to go stand outside. We had to wait there for like a few hours for the tour around to rock up. It's, yeah, dude, it was fantastic. We actually, it was against me. I just finished using the tour. Yeah, that was on, was me, that yeah. on the second Tour. No, that wasn't the first tour. Yeah. yeah, so we used the same tour van as Against Me, which was like really, really cool. Awesome. I don't know too many songs of this, but 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 cool. I, I, it was three weeks was, uh, on it tour. About, it was about it was, eighteen shows in twenty-one days. Twenty-one so days, eighteen, eighteen gigs. And yeah. where? So we started off. Um, Sasha, who, um, who became a good friend of mine in the meantime, but Sasha, who said some guy I met in Germany, he said I'll book your tour. You should actually he, tell him how. Yeah, we, we got a contact with him. Uh, yeah, um, he sent out a mailing list. Um. He w- he 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 ran Anti Flag's European label over there. So when Anti Flag would go to Europe, he would do. He was the, the promo. Okay, okay. So he sent out an email and some of Marcus's and email forget- address. And instead of like, as it happened in those days, I was part of the Anti Flag mailing list. But he didn't put everyone in BCC, he put everyone in CC. So this man went out to 3,000 people, including myself. So I just like grabbed the mail. That's nuts, man. It, it, was awful promoters and, and it was all for promoters and venue contacts and all this stuff for, throughout Europe. Yeah, so, so I just grabbed the mailing list and said, hey, any of you guys, we're half price from South Africa, we're going to tour Europe next year. Here's our new shit. Anyone want to book us? Sasha and, and and who was t- who was tasked with that? Was that you, Marcus? Well, I just wrote back to just like grabbed the mailing list, stole the whole thing, and wrote that thing. Well, the thing is, I mean, in every band, there's there's one guy. There's one, there's always the the writer and the uh, the co-writer and the manager so to speak yeah, the person so, who, yeah, that's, who, that's who traditionally get, been me in the band okay. the manager part not yeah the, not the right oh, I, I, I can i can tell that the way the way we 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 going on with the conversation yes. that you 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 the man that's been like behind the the admin the the person running the show basically well, everybody's got to do a certain job no of like course of course but so, but you you no. you the tactician what, what also i mean before marcus used to organize quite a lot of punk gigs so the logistics side and the contacts and that kind of stuff yeah so and marcus i also played took... in a punk band over there sure yeah my studies um, stuff. but am i right am yeah, i right because yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean i can just Spot i can on, yeah. just see it by by your your body language yeah. the way you are and that that you and you you drive this stuff drive with all the videos yes the exactly exactly i mean he's also the only the only <laughs> guy that could figure out how we could pack an entire backline plus four guys in a <laughs> yeah we call it we had a he had a it's just very efficient you know what i mean so marcus had been that that peter marcus together i think had always had the more not necessarily the image but the connecting with the crowd and you know they i mean marcus is a very unique awesome character pete's also quite unique and, and that german little twang just gives yeah, it a, gives you know, it a and, and, and extra little together, bit of that they're like brothers from different mothers you know renee and i were more in the background a bit um mm-hmm. we absorbed As, the more serious side of things although we didn't have anything yeah, to do but he it, was doing all the serious but stuff it, but from the front of it it seemed like you know they were the almost the mascots of the band but sure. it, it kind of works i mean i'm going to talk about the kind line i'm not about the line with renee but it's like pete is a brilliant song just check this uh, um, so, so yeah. Pete is a brilliant songwriter and he's great at that yeah Carl and Mork on the other hand are brilliant musicians and masters at their instruments so Carl makes sure the stuff is tight Mork 
just is one of the best guitarists around. He like puts in those little licks to like make it sound fantastic. And he's a winner of an individual. Yeah, I really um, like him. And he's I, still a character. Such dude. a nice like, dude. Yeah. Everyone brings their own strength, and I, a good I'm boy. a good manager. Such a good, such a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. you guys have really got a, a stellar setup. And and the, the one thing I um, I wanted to add is that Pete, he's you. You guys have your backing vocals and your 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 chants, your yeah. Uh, yeah. your group vocals. Yeah, that's yeah. notorious for in, in the punk genre. But with Pete, he's got such a nice grainy voice. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it, he's got that raspiness. Yeah. And, and he's got that in the beginning when he was young, it got a bit nasally a bit but it's dude i mean it i suppose 17 years you know if you don't get better yeah but who are you taking influence from it's himself that's who he is um and 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 you say because the writing in the band is like generally there is like a main songwriter sure most of our stuff starts off with an idea so somebody will bring a riff but surprisingly the the songs a lot of them actually get written community yeah you know and lyrics as well for That's a lot fantastic. of a lot of our songs um uh, lyrics were written community because because often we would have a melody or like the song on taking on seriously 15 years down the line like um we just had that chorus line 15 years down the line for no fucking reason at all and then it was it had a tone of a serious song so we yeah. wrote this like uh, almost like a metallica clean guitar sort of intro because uh, it was a bit of a heavier song and then um I had, you know, my dad had, you know, was an addict, and Pete came to me, he's like, I wanted the song to be, like, meaningful, because we also had some friends that had OD'd and that kind of stuff, so we wanted it to be quite meaningful sure. and that kind of stuff, so we wrote that, and then it just, it just, it's like sculpting, you know, one, somebody brings something, you add something else, you take a bit away, which has been really nice, you know, is that it's a, it's a lot of it, the songwriting is a group effort, but mm. it does start, I mean, one of my best songs on the new album, which you guys are just going to have to wait until it comes out, Sure. But, I only finished writing the drums when I went to go track it in the studio. Yeah. Mork only rip, whipped out the riff like what, fucking three weeks before, yeah, before, much, sh- yeah. before I had to go and track. And it's like the, the best song. But sometimes, again, when you've been playing guys for so long, you've got this almost subconscious connection. You know? It's, you it's feel a, what it's, I feel. And, it's and then you most go, certainly, yeah. I have the same thing yeah. with, with my band. Years, you also Bands, actually. Yeah, because yeah. Um, I just want to uh, just say that that that, that at the same time, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, for instance, I've actually recently joined a band. Well, not recently. I've been in the band for over a year. Il- but they, Il- yeah, Il System. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they've been together since long, 2005. The yeah. first gig we played with Il System was about 2005. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, left-handed drummer, if I remember. No, no, no. Yeah. He's a right-handed drummer. No, that back was then was a left-handed drummer. Oh, oh wait. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. Okay, yeah. see, I didn't even know. Yeah, back then, like, it was a left-handed drummer. That, uh, that's my why bad. I remember so clearly. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Sorry, dude. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, but that's... Um, it's almost like that vibe. I mean, I can feel it, even though um, I'm not an original member and... Uh, but I can feel that we've been around for yeah. a long time. We need to keep this going, etc., yeah. etc. And a general consensus that consensus that there's a strong bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, And that's, that's what thing. it is with you well, guys. That, that, you also, a, after those years, you also know where each other's strength lies. It's like sure. you respect that. Yes, you work together. You write the stuff together. You work on the stuff together. But there's just certain stuff you learn subconsciously. Carl does that better. Pete does that better. Mark does that better. I do that better. Yeah, that's only and something that's like that you can tell over time. Yeah, Absolutely. you don't know that from day and, one. Yeah, it makes so, it so I mean, much easier. I've always said and, and maintained that, you know, 
not measuring success in a monetary value, but um, 80% of the job is of being in a band is the people you making music with. Sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry. The, the, the people that you make Sorry, it, I was just about to take a sip as well. Um, <laughs> take a sip. No, no, no. The people that you're jamming with, the songs will come. If you get the right ingredients, That's you, a know, jam. you know, you, you'll be able to to do something. It's it's maintaining that strong bond, that strong friendship. That's why when you start a band when you're much younger, because you're coming out of school, you hang out together and all yeah. that stuff, it's much easier. But in this country, typically people, you know, life gets in the way and people disband. We've always felt really strongly and we just, you know, like... Amen, brother. There we go. Amen. That's all I can say. I'm so happy about that. Um, That that really just brings absolute joy. Yeah. In the way I feel, because that's the way it should be. Absolutely. And that's the way everybody should look at it exactly the same. Look, you can talk about marketing for days. You can talk about uh, writing riffs for days. You can talk about uh, drum. tracks for days you can talk about everything for days but the fact of the matter is you as a unit need to work together in order to create the outcome that you desire yeah it's it's not a one-man show i mean some bands are like you know not necessarily one-man shows but there's like you said there's a there's somebody behind the driving wheel there's somebody you know passenger something in the backseat comes up what's made but for different parts it's different people in the driving wheel yeah yeah absolutely so you you You've got certain responsibilities, but they come automatically on autopilot just by playing together for a long mm. time. So like yeah. it says, you just accept the one person's strength and then they automatically do that on their own and you know, and so on. So the collectiveness... It's an organic process. Absolutely. So you know? like, you, like you started, so when it comes to managing, organizing stuff, I take the driving wheel. When it comes to writing a new riff, it's normally Pete that tracks the driving wheel. But when it comes to making the songs awesome, adding in the melodies... Yeah. Adding in the right beats, it's it's Carl mm. and Mork that that take. Totally, so I mean it's, that's it's completely natural. I mean, the, yeah, it's like everyone plays their part in some way, and you're not going to step on each other's foot because you know if Carl says yeah, but this is going to just sound better, it's going to make it tighter, yeah. and you play this bass note along when I hit this thing, yeah. it's going to work, and there's no doubt about it. So that's so why absolutely, I mean, stru- and structuring <laughs> as well. You know, like a lot of the time getting that flow of the song so the structure of the stuff as well so i, I try to focus on that yeah I, not too much of late but also try to get quite involved on the lyrical side um pete's always wrote really good lyrics but we've either got other serious songs or ridiculous songs. yeah parody kind yeah, of you know, songs um, the new stuff that we'll, we'll get to to get to and say so it's probably yeah. some of the, the deepest but best stuff we've written but the one thing i want to make a point is is that you know do you know how you make something organic uh, do you know? Do you know the 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 the? the I don't. I feel really. It just I happens. Feel, I, guess. I feel like I've lost about eighty IQ points over here. It's like you know, it makes something organic. No, you I both. You both. This. You both are wrong. You okay. just put a sticker on it, bro. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just had to throw that in there, bro. Okay, so we're gonna watch a video right yeah, now. Let's, um, we what talking, are we gonna watch? We started what are we, the conversation. Talking yeah, but about, we never end any conversations about Bejesus. That's what, that's about, one thing that you need to know. We started talking about our second album, Taking yeah. Life Seriously. Yeah. So when we recorded Taking Life Seriously, we went on this Europe tour that we just spoke about a little mm-hmm. bit, the first Europe tour, which was amazing. And we didn't even talk about it. We talked about driving to Joburg, but the Europe tour was great too. Mm-hmm. And we also decided we're going to do a music video because like we were a young punk band from Cape Town and bands around the world did music videos. Except they didn't record them on little handy cams. That's what we had. This was before YouTube. This was before... 
Um, social what else media. Do you have? Social media. It was before MySpace, way before Facebook was invented. So we did a music video that the world has never seen. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, but tell me, I just want to ask you a question. You've done two overseas tours, right? Um, four. What? Well, uh, two were full European tours. Three yes. were full European tours. No, but the one that we were recording with Arthur, Arthur from VOL. Yeah, he did like, we did a little tour with him. Oh, that was just in Germany. Artur. Yeah. Artur. Okay, I guess we did two European tour, one Germany tour, and then another one where Art just like, we did a couple of gigs with one gig. with One gig. Yeah, a couple of I didn't know that. I love Art, dude. Art's my, 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 chomi. I love that guy. We recorded our, we recorded one of the albums in Berlin. Damn, dude. Art, I'm going to be giving you a call in the, in no time just to, to find out how that looked. And he was drinking when he was with us in Germany. He still drinks, dude? No, he doesn't Doesn't drink. he? Okay, I didn't know that. I was um, going to say a funny story, but... <laughs> I was going to um, say a funny story. But anyway, but so this is Taking Life Seriously of our second album, Taking Life Seriously. All right. It's a video the world has never seen before, recorded on some dodgy <laughs> camera somewhere in our practice room. Looks dodgy as hell. And I can't wait to see it again because I haven't seen it in like 15 years. Let's do it. This is Taking Life Seriously by Half Price. Enjoy, guys. Job and I'm down on my luck. State of mind, the most amazing damn thing. If you simply don't care, good times can begin. You can't understand the grin on my face. Cape Town, South Africa is such a funny place. Are you ready to
like I'm not on Sex I don't get I'm a poor man Let's not forget That I'm not good looking And I can't get it up I've got a cock job And I'm down on my luck I don't take my life too seriously I don't have a problem That's just me <laughs> All right, that was taking life seriously by none other than the legendary half price. Damn, dudes, I'm still so stoked that you guys are in studio. Did you see how pixelated that video was? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I think everybody, I think everybody's gonna have a little comment and be like, "Dude, that was so back in the, the day, day that it's frightening, man." <laughs> and my like, afro between Renee's legs. Uh, yeah. Classic, man. <laughs> <laughs> Like literally one of the one of the coolest like nostalgic things that 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 you that one could see. Uh, you know, again, like you know, seeing all these old things is like it does. It brings a huge like element of nostalgia. Just like shit, we did that. You yeah, know, that was like awesome and and just snowball. And I know? just remember that two thousand five tour. It was epic. That after taking love seriously, we. Well, and you, yeah, you, you did this, a, yeah. you did the taking life seriously tour. Yeah, tell me yeah, about that. Let's was, let's get into that, man. Yeah, we toured. Um, Carl mentioned a bit earlier on how we how we got there for the first time. Yeah. So we toured with this other band called Antimaniacs. Fucking awesome band. And we went there, and again we we practiced like maniacs before the tour, and said we need to be as tight as possible. Sure. And we used to when we played in South Africa, we were crazy on stage. We did crazy shit and. And I think that's why Sasha booked us. And we get there and we're like just standing there playing our instruments as good as possible. And like Th three shows in. <laughs> three shows in. Well, we did two shows in UK and then the next show was in Horn in Netherlands. So after the, and then the other one was in Steenberg, which was. But that was the fourth show. About, uh, yeah, the fourth yeah. show. So, but we stopped in Amsterdam. We go in a coffee shop. You know what happens over there. <laughs> and, and Sasha says to us, he's like, look, um, I'm giving you one more show if you don't bring the half price that I read about or that I've been that I see like on uh, canceling the whole tour. So we were like, so like, they were expecting yeah, absolute riots kind of vibes that he heard yeah. about like online. You know, it's like whether there's 200 people there or 20 people, you've got to, you got to do gotta this. Pretend there's 20 fucking thousand people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, you know, so it was, a, and the other band was murdering us. In yeah, the first and they were shows, epic. Yeah. These guys were touring like everywhere. They had, we spoke to them and they said in the last year they had played like 150 shows. That's a show every second day. Yeah. I remember Sasha right. drops that bomb and then Renee walks in with this fucking 25 centimeter dildo from his section. Like, I'm like, a tour might be cancelled. He's like, got this fucking dildo. It sounds absolutely crazy, man. I, I love it. You told us, like, you've got to pull your act together or this is a waste of my time. And the tour So you off. you said that they murdered you for the first three yeah, it was shows. so tight, dude. I mean, we're playing on like gear that we're not used to. We had higher gear, all that kind of stuff. You're playing in like... But we played tight. We played time we just had no vibe we, we had, had no, no energy we just, you know we were intimidated but Especially, isn't that the, the same thing when you're trying to like you don't have your gear yeah. you you don't have your amps no, like we, you're a little no, bit apprehensive like, you don't know what you're like gonna we're get Europe, no we need to play tight as hell the bands there that yeah yeah up tight and he says no they want to see the show like just like see, this thing you're, back then <laughs> a lot of people were intrigued by being from south africa like i didn't even know that there were yeah. bands in south africa but they get to see the best of the best, like almost on a monthly basis, basically. So your attraction is short-lived if you don't deliver the goods. Sure. You know? And then also touring, a big part of surviving on tour is selling a lot of merch. Or, you know, that's your bread and butter. If you don't do a good show, you don't sell merch. So you don't go from A to B to C. But we showed them in the first show in Stienwerk. Oh, yes. Yeah, Sasha, like, after that, like, Pete walks on stage and he starts singing the song by himself. 
I um, wish I remembered this. And anyway. I'm wearing, I'm, uh, Pete had these ridiculous running shorts on. <laughs> it's like he had them in his bag. It didn't come out. And I put on the ridiculous running shorts and Pete starts the song by himself. Yeah. Renee walks out. Carl walks out. And as we're about to start this, uh, like the whole band's about to start, I walk out just wearing this ridiculous running shorts. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing else oh, that's yeah. brilliant man it just went crazy but you guys do you, you do tend to get that that vibe it was there. just nuts and the next day Sasha told us the pickets to Pittsburgh um, <laughs> joke and from then on it was an amazing yeah. tour it was it was crazy it was like and, and I we, can't even describe we, it we went again to Europe the next year because um, Sasha the, the tour promoter said if you don't come back in a year this tour would be yeah. a waste yeah. so we recorded Band which was our third album again at B-Shop we named it Band because we were banned from the jam uh, for some fucking bullshit but anyway Jam is Mercury now no no I, I know that yeah um, I know the whole evolution so of we were, the jam was a slightly longer tour that was, well, like was like 25 days yeah, 20. but it was only like 3 gigs more we had more off yeah. days so it was yeah, 21 off days, days were expensive you don't get free booze free alcohol those are the free booze free alcohol, alcohol. none of that bro <laughs> free booze and free and alcohol. free alcohol like, Shit. What, what more do you want in life but, but <laughs> the routing on the second European tour was like a bit all over I mean we drove what like 16,000 k's on that second yeah. tour you know That's I mean nuts, we man. had a we had a show in Germany then the next show was in like southwestern France in Limoges only got there at like 11 at night literally offloaded the van had a beer set up played had a beer packed the van drove to calais driving past calais paris. in france yeah calais oh. in france driving past paris at four in the morning and we had to drive get to hull in england so we listened to acdc on the highway to hull you gotta get the highway while, while driving and then getting a ferry and marcus is so drunk he's like the ferry's gonna he's like i'm too drunk to puke under these conditions you know? <laughs> how, how are you too drunk to puke bro yeah. <laughs> like uh, Fuck that yeah. I was <laughs> catch my beer because I was sitting at the bar and then the ship would do this and it. Uh, it's like I was trying to vomit, but then the boat moves and I said, "Fuck, where's the toilet gone?" Bucket <laughs> here. Yeah. And then you get to Dover. Now we're gonna drive to fucking north england and then we get to hull after being in france for two three days i'm like, sure you ended finally up in hull bro english we can ask for directions we stop the car and say sorry man how do we get to the south african club we yeah. played at the south african yeah. club yeah, yeah. They, they paid us an arm and a leg for it but what was the south african we, cl- uh, club african? called like not walkabout anyway, or anything just, uh, like just that just a, a second before we get to that yeah so we stop the car say how do we get to the south african club and this local from Hull it goes whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, shit, I I said, is that English we sp- understood that guy less than we understood the Oaks and France yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like we had a guy that was used to come to our shows in Cape Town that was living over there and I was like please tell me you got that because I didn't I didn't, understand I didn't get either. a thing yeah but the South African bar the roadie that we had Jared Roddy um he had cancer he, at the time. Yeah, he, well, he was in a remission, you know. <laughs> and he had just, he couldn't come on our first tour because he went um, off road, downhill skateboarding kind of thing. Anyway, broke, broke, his, his, broke, broke his fucking ankle, so he couldn't come in. So he came on the second tour after. So he survived remission. cancer, then broke his well, leg. No, no, no survived no, the he, broken ankle, then survived cancer, and yeah, then survived the half price tour. On this tour, he had. Um, wow. He wasn't supposed to drink because he'd just come yeah. out of chemotherapy and everything. But and he spent all his money. It sounds like he needs and, like some sort of night, he spent massive trophy. pounds or something ridiculous on Castle, on castle Lager. They sold Castle Lager there. At, 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 at oh, two, my at word. At <laughs> Dunphy, and they had Simon Red. Oh, my word. Fuck, dude. 
He, yeah, it was good. That's insane, man. Great. I, I jawed with him last weekend, so he's... He's one of the... He, you jawed with him last weekend, yet you've already made a trip overseas and back. No, no, no we jawed together in, in the UK last weekend. Um, he, we he went there for a wedding. For we went there for a wedding, and he, the two of us flew up there together. So. For my listeners, um, <laughs> we've got half price here. 17-year-old, legendary punk band, and... <laughs> Their members are traveling all around the world for business and geez, just yeah. showing them what's up. That's <laughs> what I'm hard. saying. Like Damn. You know, there's day half price in our respective jobs and then there's okay, there's day individuals that are in the band as yeah. well. Half price at night. And they are fucking as stark difference in contrast as night and fucking day, you know? Totally, totally. You guys are all max profesh. Ma- maximum professionals like, man. hard work hard that's always been the motto i love that i think that's the best thing ever because it's it, the same goes for me i've got my day yeah. vibe and i've got my bands and i've got my yeah. now my podcast yeah. thanks for tuning in by the way please like share subscribe and all that kind of jazz but i think um what we should do is we, we, we should talk about uh, what's next. What is what is even so, next? I don't even know. So I think maybe uh, we've been talking for a while here. Suicide oh, Bomber. That's, um, do, should we show Suicide Bomber? Band? I think we should. I think we should. Okay. This, is, this is also something that's uh, for, for, for you, you guys that have been listening. Um, and thank you so much also for all the subscriptions and the messages and all that kind of jazz. I'm going to address all that kind of stuff later. But... We're going to listen now to Suicide Bomber. And this was filmed at Raw. So another iconic thing. I mean, Antonio, we all know how how, how much he's helped the local scene. Oh, definitely. It was nice. It was on a Sunday afternoon. So, had to play to the backing track on a little ghetto blast like this and thank dude, for nuts. Neil if Neil wasn't there I wouldn't be able to get <laughs> I, could, I hit a snare drum and you can't hear the song and now you got to like play in time and as we've discussed before we're not sure. the best with metronomes and stuff. we didn't even fucking know what they were no, you're, you're I really find that very hard to believe still right now as we're talking about it that you I mean I, I as I know you now yeah. you, you, you rip bro thank you thank you yeah and you've got and the one thing about it and the one thing about it is is that you've got that beautiful uh huge kit no it's yeah it's a huge kit but you've got that um that rack rack, that's it yeah Yeah. and uh it just makes everything look (laughs) even me did you have the rack when we did the band album we did actually in suicide bombing you'll see the rack okay cool so So, guys yeah yo do you want to take it away this is band it's um no it's suicide bomber off our album band um, it was released our third album released in 2006 was the second album we did on the Red Ambulance and and the European tour that followed we called Band for South Africa because we were banned from Mercury which was then the jam back yeah, then yes. we spoke about both those tours just now sure. this was 2006 and this was probably the yeah. height of our naughtiness yeah basically. this was just before we started our professional lives and we took <laughs> things very seriously yes. the band was everything I think you can also tell the difference in the quality of video. Oh, yeah, you, you <laughs> no, certainly can tell the difference. No, 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 no but that's also just a time-based thing. Because I also haven't seen this one in about okay. 15 years. Well, well, let's check it out. What, what, uh, uh, Marcus, tell us tell us what it is. I've Suicide just, Bomber. Let's Suicide Bomber by Half Price. And we'll be back shortly.
I got away Fallen crying, screaming out of hell I'm insane, rocking in a riot Chaos in the club and the pit is headed my way Think I'm gonna die, I know I'll be okay Everybody's thinking what they wanna be I'm living each day, my life for me It's a one-way ticket and I'm never coming back It's a one-way ticket when you cross over the track It's a one-way ticket, you're under attack Cause I'm a suicide bomber Tails in the club and the pit is headed my way Think I'm gonna die, I know I'll be okay Everybody's thinking what they wanna be I'm living each day Welcome back. That was uh, Suicide Bomber by the legendary Half Price. Dudes, how has the last 10 years of this band felt? Tell me. Yo, like Fast Suicide forward. Bomber was 10 years ago and I still remember every second. After that, we've done a lot of stuff. I mean, but it felt... Go time so sped up after this. Those first four years took a long time and the next 10 years kind of just went... And now suddenly it's 2017, uh, 2018. Yeah. Isn't that the way things go there? I mean, just as time goes on, also with, with, with the more... The years stuff go that, quicker. Th- but, but also the, the, the years go quicker, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I'm 34 years old now. Like, me too. It just carries on and, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. But the thing is, the thing that doesn't uh, degrade is your enthusiasm Yeah. Uh, for a specific thing. Yeah. How has that um translated in in the in the last let's say 10 years because you guys have had the same lineup for the last 10 so years after that after that album band we slowed things down a little bit as a band um it's not because we wanted to slow things down but the scene also changed towards the mid the late 2000s indie became very big then a lot of punk bands weren't around anymore yeah. um so you know you go through stuff so uh, 
it was good up until monotony of monogamy and then afterwards it was like okay, mom mom there you go mom <laughs> um, but then we hit it so which was the next album mom yeah, yeah, yeah. about it right now yeah. okay am i getting am i fast forwarding yeah you're fast forwarding a bit <laughs> okay, stop fast, fast forwarding no, no, come on talk. man so basically after band we decided we want to do things at the right quality more for us it wasn't about the audience anymore it was around about the time we finished studying we all got jobs proper jobs so we said we're going to do things the proper way we want to do things properly we don't want to do any dodgy shit like that video that you saw earlier <laughs> that we filmed for ourselves I mean it was fun it was a sure, absolutely. and I don't have any regrets but we wanted to like figure out high quality stuff so we we called mom and for that we went out all the way we sure. we um, that, a guy from a, Germany approached us and said like don't we want to produce you and yeah you yeah. see the um, Archie from Terror Group here, which is kind of like they were massive punk bands they were signed to Europe. Epitaph at the yeah, time they're almost or? like Europe's Epitaph version, yeah almost Seriously. like Europe's version of no effects but you know it's saying in German and a yeah. great great band so um, Archie the vocalist yeah. the vocalist we um, were writing demos and first our label the deal with the label was we had the two projects so Taking Life Seriously and Band the third album was going to be a joint venture um, but when we started sending demos they weren't that keen because also we wanted to make this thing massive we wanted like a, a magazine for instead of a CD cover like 60 yeah. full color kind this of this was also thing. the kind of at that time we CD wanted to explode dying. like CD was not really a thing anymore people were moving to listen to online music so yeah this if you want to release this on CD it has to be something spectacular so, so we wrote we were doing demos at Sasha and Pascal Regini from okay. the hoax and then Plastics. Plastics. Um, their little home studios. We were doing that and we would send demos to Red Ambulance. They weren't quite keen on the stuff. And then Marcus and Adam went to go sit with Archie because he's like, he was going to produce us, you know. Um, and then the one song community service, which is. It started like Pete going, Have you ever fucked a fatty in the face? <laughs> I know you have. And like Archie goes, what is this thing? But it is we, some we, kind of concept. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. But, but I love it. It was the last track out of the four out of that group of demos. And Mark's like, I hope he doesn't get to track four, you know? And he puts it in. He's like, I'm going to start with the last track. So that was the first track he heard. Oh, like, wow. This is, I like, what, is, what concept is this? You know? Like, um, Sounds like a fashion designer, right? What concept is this? And he, um, by the time we could get the funds, I mean, he gets booked like a year in advance, like for his studio wow. and stuff like that. And then we couldn't get him anymore. So he uh, referred us to Music Lab in Berlin. Uh, John, Harris John, eh? Harris, Harris John, John did... Um, Einstein's the Neubauten, Conqueror, Sodom. He did Sepultura, Chaos City, the Live Chaos, uh, Third World Chaos DVD. Wow. He did, I think Slipknot, uh, the live album. He mastered he that. He got a platinum record. He's for, got platinum records for I mean, Tanker. Yeah, think yeah, and Slime. He'd, he'd done a lot, like much more <laughs> on the metal stuff, but they didn't they didn't really know about this like scar African nude rock basically because we played naked a lot of the time back back then um, <laughs> you guys played naked I've only played once but he's done it many a time like completely naked of course yeah is there any Lovely. other way <laughs> well I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not a hater it's actually very liberating yeah for um, sure yeah. I'm not a hater so he hooked us up with his mate and he was used to recording metal and he said like go there he said, I'll still sing a song for you guys. I'll still want to do the guest vocal part. I sang the verse that I wrote. You know, I was yeah. stoked about that. So he, um, 
So we recorded with this legendary metal studio in, in Berlin. We recorded an album and it was... Yeah. That's it was we were, bass and drums recorded at B-Sharp and mm-hmm. then guitars and vocals, mixing and mastering all happened in Berlin. But the... the, the oh, that's mon- also when Art came over and we played that one show with Art. Okay, yeah, sweet. Um, yeah. And Art came to see you in... Like he was I, overseas I, with you. No, we, we just were recording there and then we, some guys asked us if we could play a show. It was meant to be four shows. Carl couldn't make it, so Art could, and then we flew Art yeah. over to do it. Yeah, that's but nuts. He's yeah. never told me anything. Art, Art, actually, I met Art in Lawn. They were in my latest ex. We played at okay. Hunclip, was it Slash yeah. Fest? Slash Fest, Hunclip, anyways, yeah. like And this was Dirty Locals, and then we were the first band on, huh? Or yeah. third band, anyway. And that's how we got to, you know, drummers can fucking talk about drum shit for ages. And sure. That's how me. Francois and Vayner from Forkoff were doing the sound. We used to pay Francois and Vayner from Forkoff to do our sound at Purple Turtle. I mean, that just shows you. Yeah, you dude, know, that's how nuts. Things, things but the thing is, that's also nuts. Is I've also even chatted to Art of possibly being a <laughs> potential co-host of this show. Like we we've, we've chatted, dude. Yeah, he's, he's a great such guy. an amazing dude. Genuine Art guy. online, well, he's very yeah, he's dude. very uh, pessimistic, but I enjoy that. No, but but I. I don't no, think he's, he's pessimistic. No, I, I think he just gets the rise, yeah. right? And he's he gets the right rise. Yeah. yeah, I love and he's, him. And he's a solid drummer, you know. Um, just I yeah. saw VOL for the first yeah. time, uh, like recently, like in the last like two or three years. And dude, yeah. the guy's just got so much style. He does. You know what I mean? That's the thing. I mean, it's like he also comes from the same sort of cut from the same sort of cloth. All the drummers we like are the heavy does not modern heavy drumming has gotten very much very technical yeah you know, almost like way too mathematical kind of thing yeah yeah just that it's more mind nowadays and less feel and soul whereas sure. you know uh, he's got a lot more feel which i respond sure. to so he came to our, our practices and filmed and that kind of stuff to see what i was doing so yeah he's he, he was the right guy to 100 percent, man well i never knew that so i think that's absolutely amazing um, guys, let's let's uh, watch let's uh, let's get in let's get into uh, another uh, a segue into uh, another video. Yeah, let's uh, let's watch let's another it. video, I guess. Um, because yeah, we need to talk about bring me yeah, bring me into it. Bring me into talk bring, about a new album. So okay, let's so do that. Let's do I'll that. give you a three seconds uh, countdown from like then two thousand eight to two thousand eighteen. So ten years in two <laughs> Damn. seconds. Damn. Um, so no, 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 let's let's not. <laughs> <laughs> let's not like bring it down to two seconds let's actually okay. just give it the time that uh, it deserves so, but yeah you're right let's uh, let's watch another video yeah um but um so i'm gonna interrupt you because you 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 just thought so monotony of monogamy we did pre-production with sasha and pascal for about two years sending demos going back and forth eventually recorded it in Joburg as well as berlin released it it's as nuts. a 64 page like smut, smut magazine. magazine we actually were even talking to adult world if they could wanted to be, have exclusive rights to sell our disc only at adult world whoa Pete that was um, I think it was Adam actually it was actually it, Adam uh, yeah. never happened it would have been cool but didn't happen <laughs> yeah, but, um, <laughs> but, but it was it was a huge statement but you guys really made your you, you really made an effort to go hey yeah this could be an avenue. This no, could be an avenue. What, this could be an avenue. What actually changed between the previous two albums and that album, and the ethos that we've kept since then is the we're gonna do what we want to do mm. at our own pace. Sure. If it takes four years, if it takes five years, we're gonna do it. But we're not gonna release a half-ass job. We're gonna do everything properly. 
I think also and the only if we enjoy it, we will do it. And also, and I mean, as the money flows in, we will do it. If yeah. there's not enough money, as you said, the finance. Look, I mean, that album took like about three years. Well, I think it took longer. We started in 2006, we released in 2010. Yeah. And we changed members halfway through. Rene decided to move back to Namibia. Mm. We still recorded the first half of the album. Um, oh, well, the first 90% of the album. And then we got Mork. First 90%. Mork. Mork. Uh, Mork, who's the guy who we offered. Uh, <laughs> From the beginning. The plays. Back when we wanted a fourth member in the band, we offered it to Mork first. And he said, get fucked. I want to sing. But the timing wasn't right. I mean, there's... Sure. But it, I mean, it took, it took his goes, natural progression yeah, to go... I don't want to do this now, but I may be, may be able to do it later. So yeah, I'm going to do yeah, it later. Yeah, and he did it. Later, he did it. And now we've been with the same, the same four Oaks in the band for 10 sure. years now. But no so, regrets um, at the same time, because well, that's yeah. what he wanted to do. That's his thing. Yeah. And now he's, so, he's shining the, with you guys. And that's the other thing, like in the, we're talking about the last 10 years is the last few years. I mean, Pete's married. He's got a kid and stuff like that. So sure. again, the band's going to be the band and we, want to do stuff we want to go on tours overseas we want to record we want to do videos all that kind of stuff but we don't have any you know in the first 10 years or the first 8 years it was like we've got to do this you know we've got to do it now yeah. it was push like yourself, if we don't do this people are going to forget about us the band's going to make it the band's going to make it and then we realised that's never going to fucking happen and we always did this for ourselves anyway so we sure. do stuff at our own pace yeah. at our own time and what's nice is that we do what we want and however long it's going to take us to get there we never regret what we do in terms get of get there music. being the ambiguous situation that it is oh, no. we're gonna well, get there we're gonna get where we want to be there is where we want to be Absolutely. not yeah. there yeah. where anybody else yeah. dictates we're gonna do where we this are stuff, but when i don't fucking know it's gonna happen yeah, How- <laughs> well, I mean, the, the stuff we spoke about for now this first seven years it yeah. was legendary stuff that we did Absolutely. it really is like people still to me up to this day come up to me and said Yo, you guys were pioneers when you did this stuff. And, and I don't disagree great. by any stretch of and, the imagination. Uh, but the last 10 years, it, in my opinion, was some of the best stuff we ever produced as a band together. It took our time. We did Monotony Monogamy in 2010. Then well, 2013. It's an old saying that the band really comes together after about a decade. Yeah. You know, if you can keep the core group or the core ethos. That's it. That's when the real... Yeah, because that's when it's like, you know, we've, we've paid our dues, you know, that whole sort of adrenaline to try and do everything in like a month you know what i mean you you want to do absolutely you, you want to do it all you know but just go slowly it just doesn't really happen that way happen. it really really doesn't yeah, happen you, that way like putting a veil over your eyes kind of thing because you think it's gonna happen i think that's why a lot of bands end up breaking up or, or, or disappearing because after a couple of years and nothing big happens or members for that matter yeah or yeah and, and, and nothing nothing big happens or nothing substantial what they've had in their preconcept you know or the idea sure, kind of stuff sure. it doesn't happen it's like okay well let's just call it and you know again like who was the wise person that Peter was a Jew that said the band anyway like we said in this country I think it was Pete yeah if, if actually I think it was George who first yeah, said it but anyway the, uh, <laughs> not monetary success but I find our band successful for when you say that for none of those reasons but for the experiences the people I've met the memories all that kind of stuff mm. is highly successful and it wouldn't have happened if we wouldn't have been around for as long as we have 100 percent, without a doubt this is about like yeah that we were friends over all these years and that's what more important than anything else yeah 100 percent. and in the last 10 years a lot of things have, you mentioned pete becoming a father we're still carrying on yeah. i got a job off in germany for two years i disappeared in germany for two years the band still carried on yeah 
Um, Pete traveled around the world for, for four, four months. months. The band's located on. Yeah, I traveled around the world for three months. The band's located on, and it's like that's what makes the band successful. Like, just going to make sure that you've got your breaks, solid base. Yeah. It still happens, and it's the understanding. You know, you want to do your shit. That kind of is cool, but as long as we still know you when you come back, yeah, you want to do the stuff. You know what I mean? And, yeah, totally. And everybody's got that. Every everybody's cool with each other. We all know. Like, if I just say, guys, I've got a job offer. It's going to see me out. In Joburg or whatever it is for the first year, so we'll have to play very minimal gigs. I'll come back every two or three or four months or whatever it is. I know the other three guys will say, like, "Cool, whatever." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. You've got to be amenable for whatever situation yeah. you posed with. Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult in the beginning because you feel like, okay, you're just like not putting the effort in. But after almost two decades, it's like you you put the effort in, and I, again, totally. and this is when you really realize, like you know, for the whole time I've been a bit misguided because I thought I was doing it for much larger reasons but actually i was just doing it for myself yeah helping me have a cool life 100 you know I mean? isn't that what we started off this interview with it's about myself yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um they brought some notes and they're like what are we going to talk about me 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 <laughs> and then maybe the band well, yeah but anyway it, it worked for us as well totally I mean, we recorded in 2013 we released another album That's called it. program to party we toured europe again no, just which germany. was probably uh, just germany awesome tour which probably in my opinion was still my favorite europe tour sure germany tour played with a cover band what were they called circle jerks circle um, jerks i know circle, no. circle jerks cover band called flag jerks flag jerks so <laughs> black, black flag and circle jerks yeah. so they did this so, and then the guy the guitarist asked us he's like if you he's like listening to you guys stuff you, you you like your alcohol he's like have you ever heard of a band called gang green gang gang yeah and he's like the song um alcohol and we're like no and it's like we're sitting at his house and we're about to go do sound checks and he's like well let's just learn it so he's playing it more can pete learn the guitar thing at sound check we play it for the first time and then we just jammed it and that's what's so nice if you just got that if everybody's just so cool and like comfortable with each other i mean i could it's, never there's nothing that I could nothing better like, could have literally in a take in sound check and to be tight you know? it, was, it can't uh, it can't be better than that man to, and that was what made that tour so much more epic than the first two tours was because it was so relaxed it was like two bands touring together as friends but you just gel from day like, one yeah totally should, like the first two tours was always there was that pressure on we've got to we've got to accomplish something this, this is our chance to make it this is know, our yeah, chance yeah, yeah like yeah. suddenly like the band's gonna fucking make it man as soon as that pressure was off like five years later we're touring around europe and we had the best times of our lives we like the one off day we had just like swimming naked in that lake lake lake, <laughs> lake cannibal lake yeah. cannibal <laughs> cannibal lake cannibal, cannibal lake, lake. Yeah. Cannibal lake. Okay. but you know the, the, the thing is is that if you focus too much on what you want to happen after the show you, you actually miss the moment you're not enjoying the moment you're not enjoying your set you kind of just like i got to play tyler who's watching who's gonna like come talk to us after yeah and you're actually i missing, suffer with that yeah big time. And you're actually you're actually missing out on all the fun so that's what happens so it's like you know people are enjoying this cool i'm enjoying it and now when we go on tour and do that kind of stuff it's like yeah we want to play shows we want to do stuff, but we want to have a holiday together and we enjoy every moment and we had to have fun and whatever comes from it comes from it like sure you got to you and, can't just fucking and, drop the towel and like you know not perform well and you yeah, remember yeah. that one show uh, in Immeldorf Pimmeldorf Pimmeldorf yes yeah. the, the <laughs> not, a single person <laughs> not a single person show Pimmeldorf not, the, not a single person the, the town is called Immeldorf yeah and um, and the beer was so changed, shit we called it Pimmeldorf we're changing to Pimmeldorf <laughs> and Pimmel is German it means um, penis penis yeah, yeah. So, and Dorf is village so it's penis okay, village penis village <laughs> and like, the beer that we got for free was like 
40% and court. there was literally no oh, there. No. There, there were two bands played there was an opening band and the three bands basically played for each other but it was a slippery floor so Pete lay down in front of the flag kick just drum. kicked the drum <laughs> that it wouldn't slide forward and then the like, singer did like, it for me when I was like we had such a jaw and like but that's what it is about like that's nobody amazing, rocks up man. you still have a good time the next night we played an amazing show to a packed crowd but that's part of the it's tour life it's part of, part of the journey man you're there with your friends and you're just it's not the two guys that uh, paid their entrance in Pimmeldorf. Two guys fault. that paid their entrance to Penis Village. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not their fault nobody else came. So you yeah. might as well give them the time of their life. Totally. I'm sure those two oaks still remember that to this day. Yeah, you yeah, for sure. You two guys the time of their life in Penis Village. I'm sure you Wow, did. yeah. <laughs> I, was like the I was drinking the corn beer that made me yeah, feel But anyway, I it was gave amazing, them the yeah. best time of my life. <laughs> Um, but guys we we must get to this next video yeah, man must, i'm um, i'm no but just because i'm froth yeah i'm frothing for this uh, video tell me about it I, I don't want to tell you about the video why yet. not Come tell on, me. I, I want to tell you about the the one year in between like okay well, let's do this let's do it because like shit obviously worked because like some american oak came down here the american guy you remember him robert the Jones. american yes. Punk Outlaw record. Yeah, so he, okay. he said, like, he came down and watched us in our practice room and we gave him all the stuff and he loved it so much. He said, I want to release a best of album of half price in the United States. And so, yeah, that's what happened. What sort of, he does a, a, a travel program called World okay. Travel. Yeah. So he goes around to, like, you know, all different places around the world. But because he's a punker, when he goes to a new country, the first thing he does is find out about the local punk scene and who the bands are and, and go meet them or watch a show of them or, or something like that. So he came to our practice room and they filmed us and that kind of stuff and it's kept going and he just really liked our stuff, you know, and then uh, he's like, I run this label, Punk Outlaw Records, so I'd like to release a best of, of you know, mm. your catalog basically yeah. and, um, you know, can't promise you, I, I don't know how much you would get, but like, you know, whatever we sell you'll get x amount of percentage but we'll do our best and we're like dude it's fucking more than we're doing so just go for it and you're a rad dude so just hit it you know yeah. Shit, that's I incredible. worked his ass off, and when I went to New York last week, I such a really cool year. guy as well. Did you catch up with him? I, I just phoned him up and said I'm coming to New York. I, I was just like going through there. He said like, yeah, when are you coming? And I said, he said, oh, I'm leaving to Iceland the day after you come. Let's hook up for a beer. And do you have accommodation? And he said, uh, not really. He says. So uh, my place is very small, but like when I leave to Iceland, how about you just stay in my flat at Times Square? No, <laughs> so you, like, you gotta be shitting me. No, dead Such serious. A genuine guy. It's like Such literally, a good oak, you know, just like before, after after all those years. Yeah, he's like, before, you just stay in my like, spot. I just I met him. We met him once in Cape Town when he met us. He signed us. We signed a contract. He released our album over there. I go there. And but a year sleep. later, and he's like, "Yo, just stay." At my and he says, "Just stay in my place. Stay at his place for free in Times Square and." Yeah, so we, really? we're dude. I think yeah. we're That's the, insane. I think we're still the first and only punk band from South Africa that were signed to, or are signed to an American, American label. Yeah, not more yeah, like it. So, let's say punk band because I'm like, it can't be the only band. Yeah, sure, the only sure punk band. Yeah. That. Only Listen, punk we're not talking about Bullet Script yet. Yeah. Bullet Script signed to American label. I fucking hope so, but I do not. But that's I wicked, dude. That yeah. I mean, I didn't even know that. No, I mean, that's it's, it's so, uh, so. 
when 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 uh, i mean i know you've recently seen him but when did this all take place so uh, well he released the album 2015 i think or? yeah about two three years ago yeah. wow. so it's it's uh, it's online yeah yeah mean, so you, oh, you can buy it on iTunes just to, yeah. give give it a plug to see where you uh, yeah. tell everybody where you can yeah. find so it so i think you can find itunes spotify okay so all major streaming shit, platforms yeah, called, uh bandcamp or anything it's called like straight that? out of south africa yeah bandcamp you okay yeah yeah that, that go that check it out name for it. No. that was that was what he wanted to call it straight out oh, okay so that wasn't your title draw, draw attention I, I suppose americans i mean trump yeah. for president straight out of the so, side yeah. Seven, so you probably you know? it was probably the most chance of us getting a couple of listens so he came up with the <laughs> the the idea but yeah. behind the name well, of it the, might have been him or a second look i mean I you know. you got to look at it from a promoter's yeah. point of view i mean he he's seeing things from yeah. his side yeah. you're seeing things from your side so i can I imagine su- i suppose well, we, gave, we gave him complete freedom i said do with it no 100 percent. i mean, I mean you get signed and you're like yeah. uh okay cool yeah what do you want to do sweet it sounds, sounds good we'll extra- write the music it sounds a lot more extravagant than what like it really is um you know when you say you get signed even when we were like really ambitious it's like your version of like getting signed to a record label you think okay that's it it's game on but it's not that's just no, 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 don't no. have a work another day in my life that, yeah, that yeah. just means that they're willing to lend you some money that you can pay <laughs> well, them yeah, back they're, just, they're, they're willing to take a chance and and spend some of their own money on you without wanting like a 100 percent yeah you know what i mean yeah. it's like and you know for punk and a lot of diy stuff it's not mainstream it's not anything like that so you know whatever help you can get and to get your music out there for somebody who's literally putting it out there, you know, yeah. I mean, once your music's on the internet, it's out there for everybody, but to somebody to promote it is, is difficult, so. Sure, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's insane. We're going on an hour and a half. Um, so we going to get fucking going. I, I no, think, no, no. I think let's... Um, uh, let's, let's check, let's let's check this video. Now because we're actually doing some new shit. Exactly, let's and do we're this. we're about to release a new album. We're still so hard it hurts, of, bro. It's yeah, so, so hard, hard it hurts. hurts. So we're doing a split album with a live at midnight together. Yeah, bro and we're still in the process of mastering this stuff but we've already shot a music video which is a rough edit but it sounds good and it's a it sounds video. good it are sounds we good? exclusively showcasing this on papa G's house? nobody besides the two band has seen the stuff this is not a completed product it's still going to be made look better but i think it's so spectacular that i think we should actually put it on the show is this permission boys i've i'm a yes man all right okay all right so, rough edit, so, rough mix but the the real deal is going to be released in a in about a six eight weeks time sort of let's let's give it a watch all right so this so is exclusive to papa g's house Absolutely. a first ever seen footage of half price's new video music video what is the, it called gents just lead me into called- it it's the split track of the live so hard it hurts so hard it hurts yeah and it's so, half price and a live at midnight together so it's not just us sure yeah. half price and live at midnight i love those dudes i love migs grumble yeah, yeah. uh well, it's, it's migs on guitar mork on guitar yeah Marcus mork. On bass. yeah mork and then me on drums grumble and pete on vocals so it's like a whole and ollie on backing okay vocals. okay yeah. sick <laughs> oh i didn't know that i thought it was the two bands but it's uh, it's a it's, it's a, a mixture a, of a, the bands together yeah. in one we wrote oh wow okay, well, actually cool. everybody in the band features except alive at midnight's drummer which is brandon yeah. other than that everybody's involved in okay sick that's incredible man well shout out to alive at midnight i'm no doubt gonna have them on their own episode absolutely i mean well, i, fucking hope I so. couldn't i couldn't split this guys yeah, i really couldn't much. because 17 years you 
I mean, I've just had uh, Patrick Davidson from Middle for Africa, okay. Mind Assault, Terminatrix. Another stellar guy. Another stellar guy, Definitely, absolutely, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. He's going to be back as well. Okay. But it's very hard to cram so many years into one minute hour and, and a half and episode hey man but it's all no but that that's i don't care about the source yeah. i don't care about anything else other than the fact that you guys are here talking to me and we're having a good time yeah. which we are as far Absolutely as i can uh, as far as right. as far as i can uh, uh, it's going a lot better anticipated I've, usually I one see time i forgot that exactly and um <laughs> so so i'm very stoked about that it's very hard to cram all that all that into 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 uh one episode but you guys will be back no doubt it's 17 years in five years time you know so, you guys are still going to be yeah, rocking so when i'm 50 some fuck i can't do we'll come back for our 50th. <laughs> but, but we'll, we'll come here for our 50th no definitely <laughs> hey listen if i'm Marcus still going by then if i'm still alive by then but so hard it hurts so hard it hurts by half price and alive at midnight it's one of the best ideas I've I've come across. I think it's great, yeah. and uh, congratulations to you guys. The 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 production's great. The sounds great. Yeah. The the video is just nuts. Yeah. So everybody enjoy half price. So hard a uh, half price and a love at midnight split EP. So hard it hurts.
So hard. <laughs> so hard it hurts. So hard it hurts. Yeah. I feel Man. fairly emotional after watching that. I've seen, I saw a, a good few clips of Ollie Swaggy Swaggerson yeah. in there. It's on the one yeah. shot, it looks like we're pulling into each other. Dude, it's amazing. I swear we did not. That's 2018. <laughs> and an exclusive, and a very exclusive Papa G's house yeah. feature. Yeah, because okay. nobody's ever seen that before. Mm. It's not even finished. Well, it's a rough cut. It's a rough, a rough cut. mix. Yeah. Thank you so, so much, dudes, for, for letting Yo, that's even, me feature that. That's even the final mixes on it. So it's, it's great. Thank you. Oh. No, thank you, guys. No, thank you. Seriously. But listen, let's, let's wrap up the, the, what, what we're talking about with your, with your new album, your split EP coming with Alive at Midnight. What can we expect? What's happening? Let's... Well, Cap this motherfucker we, off. Well, we it started. I mean, we landed homies with the live at midnight. Um, look, doing a split album is nothing. Yeah, I mean, Fuzzy Gish did one with Friends of Rom. A lot of done, it. but it's something that should happen a bit more, especially because the scene is so small and connected mm. here. You know, yeah, punk um, rock is not about one singular band. It mm. never has been. It's about the scene. Absolutely, so it's like yeah. A split album is what actually. And we have such takes a right back to the root of punk rock, in my opinion. And we have yeah. such a good time when both bands are together and playing shows. Why not let's do For a whole sure. project together? One time. You know, go on tour, do an album. The album we recorded at Cloud Studios, Dean Bailey. Mm -hmm. Also, really good. Um, Sabretooth. Yeah, Boy. Um, yeah, Sabretooth. Horrorcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, jeez, man. I went to the first Rampest, by the way, that where Horrorcast yeah. and all of them played. Yeah. yeah. It's so yeah. funny because when we finished tracking, he just went on a two month European tour with. Sean, uh, Sean, Sean Koch, Koch yeah. yeah yeah and then we came back to do some final mixes and I I think he left today or he's leaving tomorrow to go again for another month or two but just really attentive really comfortable environments probably my best studio experience ever you know like spent time on cymbal choices drums miking positions everything like sure. that and it just worked really well you know um, half the album we actually really finished while tracking in the studio but you can expect it's probably the biggest kind of songs half price have done deepest but it will still have that element i mean we can't change who we are but um it just everything it was a very organic album you know stuff wasn't fixed 100 percent. nothing was snapped to grid yeah you know, it was all more focused on execution yeah you know uh, more than like you know editing that kind of stuff um as marcus said it's like when we had the joint sessions in the studio listening to live at midnight stuff and the brief was, okay, we're writing a split punk rock album. So, Alive and Midnight nailed that, and then Marcus was like, you guys got the brief. Half Price has written a fucking midlife crisis, you know, because it sounds like the songs yeah. are deep, but they're, they're really good, you know. It's yeah. really done, um, really done nicely. And it's got, it's, it's, it's raw, but it's well done, it's well produced, but not overproduced. Like, like, on the drums, for example, the snare drum and the kick drum have only got about like a 20% trigger on it the rest sure. we spent time on getting tuning right doing all that kind of stuff it was really good he's really meticulous in his work he, eh? he is and, he, and he's attentive you know he's got such a good ear and he's he's so quick dude he's like a fucking ninja behind that thing but know? he's also he's also done some great work um i i, ca I can't not uh ignore this that he did take hands uh both legacy bones and um Legacy Bones, and then the other one was oh man. He also does the peasant stuff as oh, well. Yeah, and he does peasant as well. Uh, 
Graham Pitou. Yeah, yeah. Pitou. Uh, Graham, tell me how to pronounce your surname, please. <laughs> and where's my case of beer? I'm not going to be the last person. To yeah, yeah. To status. comment on your I bloody status. I think you already like promised it to me. 2,000 comments. But uh, Legacy Bones and uh, I can't remember, Take Heart or... That one. Something something to that effect. <laughs> they... Cheers. The, 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 the drums on that specifically were really like organic and raw. Yeah. And, and stuff. So I get what you're trying to say. Yeah. I get what you're trying to say. I mean, he's... And it's just... It was, it was just a really good experience. You know what I mean? The f- I had two days for drumming, but the first day I basically spent just all on tuning different cymbal setups different snare drums you know all that kind of stuff um isn't it hard recording live drums well yeah dude it's well uh, drums recording are hard because your leeway in terms of, you've got to do it to a metronome you know but um the leeway you can do that now yeah i can do that hey, now. yeah dude. after 17 years i know what a fucking click track is you know? yeah <laughs> um, but yeah it's just um the, the, it was it was fairly smooth and it's just you know it was it just worked out really well you know excellent um and you get you get a really good vibe of the camaraderie of the bands individually but more so of the collective of the two bands sure you know it's, what i mean it's it's it, it's nice it's it's logistically it's being in a band logistically is complicated now Doing a project with two bands. For me, I think you're bringing back uh, a very old school method. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think uh, for me is corn and deftones. Exactly, and then you get uh, I killed the prom queen and Parkway Drive. Uh, Those are other split EPs that that are. I mean, do you you know about that shit, Marcus? (laughs) <laughs> no you had yeah. Rancid and No Effects where Rancid did No Effects so yeah, yeah no I mean so, so it's not an, a, a new idea but well, it's, it's something it's that, but it's something that hasn't it's, been done in quite a long time it's something that hasn't been milled like take the tribute shows that have you know for the last years it's like as soon as a new album comes out or fucking somebody dies it's like there's a tribute show and yeah. I dig it I dig playing something that's cool but it's there's been so much that has become more of the same you yes know I mean? yes so you, it's not new but it's there hasn't been done a lot of it and sure. it was done well you know so which absolutely was, which was cool yeah but uh, i think um so you're asking um, what we can expect from it I yeah yeah so well i mean midlife crisis from us hey man i just i get midlife. i get sucked into conversation i don't even know what the last question i asked you was i was just sucked into what you were saying i think uh, in terms of the half price tracks on the album it's it's quite different to the previous half price okay tracks but it's also the same so it's like it's half price at this stage in our lives it's as satirical as it has always been but at the same time it's also you can tell that we've grown as a band we, sure we can definitely say that we're not like 21 anymore but we're we like can play our instruments now yeah. which but actually makes you guys more it's, dangerous it's, as it's far still, as i'm concerned yeah. like and more influential because you you guys have taken it so, so i know i know i know it's it gives me that same feeling where you know exactly what yeah. you want yeah. and that's more dangerous yeah. is that in the sense that you know what you want to put out you know exactly what yeah. the finished product's going to sound like before you yeah. even played your first note yeah, you it's, know, it's, and it's still us it's still cheeky. it's still you it's yeah it's still like yeah. in your face punk rock it's hard it's it's but after 17 years it's well, like it, it's and I don't want to call it a rounded off or, or polished because yeah. punk is... You can say is, for album in 10 years time. Yeah, exactly. It's it's still raw. Yeah. It's still punk. It's yeah. still in your face. It's still uh, uh, an absolute blast. 
and yeah, that's what just, you guys are all the, about the, the execution was more natural to make it good instead of sure mechanically making it better like yeah in yeah terms of the mixing and editing and stuff like that it's um you know it's there's a, I can hear some bit of inconsistency and stuff like that, but you don't hear it in context of the song. It's only because I know I don't usually hit that there or Pete doesn't hit that. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. There's nothing to a listener that should, yeah, but these inconsistencies give it its signature. Sure. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. And make it makes it natural. You know what I mean? And yeah. Exactly. Which is really nice because otherwise, the biggest thing, if you're not comfortable, if you know, trained musician or if you're just not comfortable in a recording scenario, which I think a lot of local bands aren't because recording unless you've got a home studio set up mm. that can do live drums and all that kind of stuff it's you've got to go somewhere and you don't do it all the all the time um but to be comfortable and to you know really for me as a listener i feel like i'm sitting in that practice room with the band and they're playing yeah a practice session it doesn't yeah. feel like yeah. i can hear the drums recorded separately i can hear x y and z but to give you the format so it's a split album with the live at midnight so there's going to be six th- tracks per band six tracks per band plus the split tracks so hard it hurts the one you just watched although we i have i love the fact that you've gone six six split yeah although we've we've got an extra song that was released on mom okay um, but we added a horn section with lee and ross from hog Hog-Di from Hog. yeah, yeah 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 so and which is got lex to say oh, well, actually well, i actually so. wanted to touch on just something we can really just touch on it very briefly yeah. is there was a very iconic photo i can't remember who showed it to me i think it was devin martindale uh he plays in crossfire collision yeah yeah, yeah. Course, didn't yeah. he go go with you guys on tour at some stage no, or he went with hogs he, he went with he and you guys were together but and you guys actually, were uh, produced our previous album program to party yeah okay ddm ddm studios yeah check out ddm studios uh devin martindale he uh is the guitarist he plays a beautiful deluxe uh esp yeah yeah and and it's matte black and it's got the gold and devin you're a beastie little <laughs> um but he's got a great he's 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 exceptionally good at at uh at uh engineering yeah, yeah, as yeah. well as mr dean bailey they're all kind of from the same era and they've always kind of like uh we all are yeah i mean uh, you got you got devon ddm and then you got cloud studios they they've they've always kind of like been intertwined yeah. as far as yeah. i'm concerned I mean, look, I mean devon i mean dean has been recording bands for like 13 years and devon's probably yeah. not far behind that or probably on a, a similar sort of time yeah. um look obviously what bands you record you know that kind of thing but they're both they're both very good both very quick sure i think um while we went we've got a very good relationship with devin i mean you know we've done a lot of pre-production yeah. with him we've played a lot of shows you know we, we homies and um, uh, that's why it was a tough decision who to go with because yeah. we thought do we go with what we know which is devin who's done pre-production yeah, yeah. monogamy of monogamy with us sure. oh okay well uh, now i'm yeah. recorded program to party yeah, but then it's we like also a few years relationship with so yeah. like 10 years and then we said like but actually and bullet scripts not to the ep was also recorded at Devin's yeah oh uh, yeah. yes yes yeah. okay but we okay. kind of thought like let's try something different you, you sure. can't yeah, always no, do t- the same no totally totally but there's no there's the no like or disrespect or anything no, like that there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's still a tough call because again we're friends with all the people yeah, sure you know, absolutely it's, it's, i first, never even knew that this would uh turn into a new new discussion i never knew that the, yeah. the first uh yeah. so, so which is even better yeah, because yeah. everybody's had a little piece of the pie I mean, either way it would have been a great product in the end but we wanted to go with a bit of a different yeah the songs were slightly different so and and again um we just yeah we just felt like you know a, a, a slightly different approach 
might just help us. Might, uh, might, might be refreshing. Give us yeah, a, something a, different. A, still keep the elements of half price, but with a different veneer on it. Well, the last thing you want to do is you want to release the yeah. same album. Um, it's not six times. not the ten year old. It's yeah. the seventeen year old. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But <laughs> no, you need to release sure. something. The new album shouldn't sound exactly the same way like the last two. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. No, that, I mean that's remarkable. I mean that's something I didn't even know, and I managed to spark the conversation yeah, regarding yeah. it. So that's fantastic. So with the album, yes, it's. I mean, we're doing a lot of stuff. We figured we do the whole album on video, so we're going to launch the whole album. Well, not the the half price section mm. of the album, not not the live at midnight practice room sessions at our old jam room, which was shut down. Of, um, box, yeah. It wasn't shut down, they relocated. Yeah, they moved to the, um, um, So we're a mm. bit sad that we lost our practice room. Sure. So we thought as a final respect to the practice room, we'd record the whole album live in the practice room. And we had a party at the same time. Yeah. Hence, that's where the, that to. video that everybody yeah. just watched, that was in yeah. our practice room. Okay. We're, going on, we're going on tour with, the, with both bands in October, I think. Launch tour around yeah. the country. We're going to release uh, obviously online digitally. We on, we've got a, a Thunder Fund crowdfunding campaign going at the moment. Please plug it. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, please. You, you, yeah, you like, need you donate need us to your money. I mean, like give us your thunder. Uh, th- uh, Half price has got a Thunder Fund. You can go uh, on our Facebook page. You'll okay. see the link. Um, I don't know what the fucking link is off. Thunder Fund is so hard it hurts. Listen, um, the link's going to be in the description of the video. There we go. So any yeah. anything that you need to yeah. be aware of in terms of half price and there coming are up. different, like depending on how much you donate, there are different things you can get. So, so like, if you feel like donating one and a half thousand rand, you can go on a date with this beautiful single man. I think I'm cheaper than that. We might have a special yeah. run where all, so we're the, all, all those things are there will be discounted by half price. Yeah. <laughs> so we're pawning off uh, some of the half price members, and Ollie. which is great. Ollie, and Ollie. also date with Ollie, you know. Listen, I'll, I'll listen, Ollie's a, he's got that swaggy. Yeah, he's, he's got, got the, the swag. He's got the guitar. And he's playing bass in the Live at Midnight, which I think is absolutely bloody amazing. So, guys, I think we're going to have to wrap this up. We're going almost on two hours. Shit, been good good time so, it's, it's been fantastic and the longer it is for me the better uh, my only problem is i've got to ca- kind of keep it this. some sort <laughs> no i've got to keep it some sort of uniform yeah. like with the rest of the episodes so, and whatnot also, so this is by far my longest i think uh, to wrap it up we've been speaking about we've been doing this for 17 years and we could probably talk about this for the next 17 hours precisely or 17 years um, but we would like to drink and have some cigarettes. And but yeah. um, there are some people. <laughs> so can we wrap it up, please? Yeah, there are some people out there that actually have um, appreciated that, and that's Adam and Denton, um, and they actually decided to shoot a little docky about us, a little documentary movie. Well, yeah, it started by being about us, but then it, they realized it could be about something so much bigger, which is the local punk scene. Hundred um, percent. But it's been made through our eyes and yes. through our experiences yes. but much bigger about it so it's been what two years in the making three years three years in the making self-funded by adam and denton yeah and they're basically it's called still playing punk and it's um the cape town punk scene the south african punk scene through the eyes of half price yeah. can That's i just ask you a question is, yeah. so, so so just just say that last that last thing that you said i missed it um still playing punk still playing punk still playing punk is the name of the documentary and the description that Adam always likes to give is um, the South African punk scene punk scene through the eyes of half price Uh, okay nice now tell me who's what's Denton's surname Carsten's 
Okay, now I was just wondering because I, I met a Denton making you a video. You don't meet many Dentons, do you? Yeah, exactly. I went to That's Stonehenge with that guy. And Who the fuck builds a Stonehenge? <laughs> and the little fucking village, the little village just before has got a fucking newsletter that's just called Denton. So it's Denton's Hardware, Denton's Pharmacy, Denton's fucking, you name it. It's got it <laughs> But there's only like 500 people in the village. Yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> so anyway. it's a single Are you Denton number one? On that, we, I must say that we've had, we've been very fortunate to have a lot of crew members. We, family members, they, they're part of the band. Jess, our manager, Denton, Adam. There's been tons that have Gavin, helped. Gavin, Kelly, Kelly Keith. Um, um, Taryn, Taryn, Taryn For organized shows and, and it's, uh, it's really cool that you've got this in the it's words of soul you guys sound tribe, like you you've know? got such a solid base it's actually frightening you guys uh, a solid base <laughs> yeah. another one is Sasha what, what, yep. where would we be without fucking yep. Sasha there's so a lot of people that we, we wouldn't be sitting here having all this information okay well quickly so, give your shout outs to your boys my boys and girls your boys and girls the who them Denton Adam Denton Adam Sasha Keith Jess. Gavin, Jess, Jessica. I love you, Jessica. Jess, Queen Dragon, Rattle. Um, Taryn, um, uh, fuck the guys from all the punk bands around this country. Rad. Um, Fuzzy Gish, All the guys, Hog, girls, Hoggery Hog, Fuzzy Gish, like. John Shaban, everybody, um, dude. The guys in Germany helped us out. There's so many people. Without them, we wouldn't be anywhere. Yeah. And that's why we also appreciate this. Well, we would be, but we wouldn't be playing instruments. We'd just be at the bar drinking. Yeah, we'd be. Um, so yeah, thank you. Without without all these connections, the last 17 years wouldn't have been as much fun. And and I'm glad somebody decided to capture these 17 years on film. That's, that's and all it is, and like, let's uh, let's also not forget that you are very loved by a lot of fans. You guys have a lot of fans, and that's obviously that 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 keeps you going. It, it, must do, be. it does, you know. It's uh, getting appreciation is always nice. You know, you always it's, it's a nice feeling getting noticed or you know not the attention side. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, just making a difference in people's lives. You know, um, yeah, again, we didn't start it doing for that, but hey, it helps us along the way, especially when you go through dips and other stuff. I mean. I remember Elaine from, well, he's a singer for Peasant now. They're 15 years down the line. Vela like, Draco. Yeah. You know, uh, he, he, um, Enmity. He went up to Pete and he's like, dude, that song like was like so awesome. Like, and he's like, just go chat to Carla because he wrote the lyrics kind of thing. And he mm. was like, dude, that song changed my life kind of thing. And I was like, and that was at Wyoming Sports Club. It was like 10, 12 years ago. And it's like, just to have one person. Another it's only been the only person that said to me in like the last 17 years kind of thing but it makes it worth it totally yeah. and absolutely other, like in Joburg when we um, I was fortunate enough when Adam and Danton filming this documentary I took them over to Germany and also to Joburg on the way and mm. stuff like that because I speak German so I was translating for sure. them and like some of the bands were saying yeah, if it wasn't for half price that was one of the main influences why we even picked up instruments and, and stuff like that so it's that's weird. fantastic whoa i never saw my that's next like level this. that's like, cool that's cool like, i would i would, I would love this that come from it's like scary shit like how, like how do you react to that like i did not know what to say it's like kind of just i still don't know what to say and like just like yeah, but that, that's a good thing if you if, <laughs> if, if, <laughs> if, if you prepared that's for crazy, something man. like that when somebody gives you that kind of compliment and you kind of try and own it then you know point missed but sure. if it makes you feel uncomfortable, then you know you're doing the job right. You know what I mean? It's like, because you're not doing this to help the people, but shit, if I can do something without trying to help somebody and they end up helping it, go for it. Whatever, you know. Oh, 100%. You know, just, just, if it helps you in whatever way or if it just makes you get up and, you know, have a good time, 
mission accomplished i think we can easily say that it's been an amazing journey for you guys Absolutely. it's been it's been fantastic and it's and been an amazing evening with you my man thank yeah, you so you much go. and and that's that's gonna be um, be my, my next thing is thank you so much <laughs> uh, I, I think this is a perfect way to end this off um, absolutely oh, um i th i think uh i just want to say thank you so much for coming through it was great to see you thank you for dealing with the jet lag and all that kind of uh stuff that you've had to deal with coming from the airport 100 percent. so i can just continue <laughs> drinking for the last two weeks right <laughs> no but it's it's been really cool dude thank awesome, you awesome man and and guys check out half price um check them on facebook uh, where, where can they check you out facebook we've got all our music on Bandcamp. you can listen to it for free and we're selling it if you want to yeah. have it as download for next to nothing they'll be cheap um, just always remember that we've got some tracks on youtube i don't even know what's on there but you got the Bandcamp, spotify all the major streaming we've got spotify no wow. yeah yeah, so all the from the last yeah apple, apple music oh, means drummer, spotify okay. right? <laughs> um so thank you guys so much for tuning in uh this has been a very long episode of uh papa g's house uh it's my fourth episode i i just felt like we 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 couldn't uh, cut it at any sort of uh stage it's been fantastic meeting with carl and marcus i can't wait to meet with pete and the rest of the dudes at a later stage after their tour which is something that i've definitely organized with but these guys have a live at midnight before the tour. and, and uh, yeah and we're gonna have a live at midnight uh, well i'm gonna have a live a live at midnight <laughs> on the show um as soon as physically yeah. possible to yeah. be honest with you um yeah. i need that swaggy yeah, yeah i need yeah. migs and swaggy yeah, in this place and grumble and like i actually yeah, I, I need to get some more microphones next time we can have a threesome here. yeah uh, well thank you for my first threesome <laughs> on papa's cheese house yeah, <laughs> um so thank you so much guys i really appreciate it. it's been super fun i really like the fact that we had a couple of drinks before we had a little bit of conversation yeah. before we and we built a rapport prior to it it's been i don't care how great. long this yeah. this this video has Dude, been it was epic man. i don't care how long two hours it's been it's, it's two hours man yeah, it's been it's been super comfortable easy brad thank you so much thank and i look forward to having you guys back man let's show that docky no 100 percent. no i'm i'm going to that way ahead of you, you just but on, yeah man. yeah check marcus is like okay guys i've got to do a uh, i've got to do a meeting tomorrow at nine o'clock i'm gonna go fly back to fucking <laughs> europe <laughs> so this week's uh puppet g's pick uh first of all i just want to say thanks to everybody for um the support that i've got in the last uh, couple of weeks with with patrick davidson and josh and 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 jared's episodes it's been awesome thank you to everybody who's inboxed me thank you to everybody who's messaged me over whatsapp or whatever the case may be um i'm going to keep on doing this because by the sounds of things you guys want it and Absolutely. um thank you so much man yeah. and um definitely worth it man yeah. for sure it's just something i've wanted to do for a long time so i'm just uh it's nice that you're taking the I'm podcast doing... to like a video level as well because thanks that's, that's where it's gonna 100 you know? man uh it's it's more personal that way we yeah. get to know who the people yeah. are and all that kind of jazz yeah no dude it's, it's good well done thanks a lot man yeah. and uh this week's puppet juice pick is gonna be from none other than half price themselves They've hey, record. Hey, hey. They're in the process. They have been in the process for the last couple of years. Uh, who knows when this thing's going to be released? But twenty nineteen. I've, I've seen it. I've seen it. Twenty twenty nine. Yeah, I've seen the first uh, the 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 first makings of it, and it's just nothing short of spectacular. It's it's a story. It's it's in, it's captivating. Um, so look out for it. It what is it called? 
Still playing punk. Still playing punk. Motherfucker. The, the, world of, the, punk. the world of punk through half price's eyes. There we go. South and punk. thank you so much. That's my Papa G's pick. Still playing punk through the eyes of half price. This is Papa G's house. This yeah. is Marcus. This is Kyle. We are out. We were being different in a very small fish tank. It was very apparent to everyone this band was not performing to like what was expected of bands to do. Good. We were like fish fucking like did jumping like out of the bowl, flopping on the on the table like running out of air. It's almost like they wish like something like that didn't exist in South African music. Because people and other bands and venues were very reluctant to book us. We had to do our own thing from, from day one, basically. But we basically created our own crowd and created our own audience so that we could have fun. We're playing punk rock. If we get 20 kids to come to our show, that's great. If we get 200 kids to come to our show, it's great. It's not something we're going to give off. We've just always kind of been under the, the tops and the more crass, and we're quite happy dominating that space. You know what I mean? We've done what we needed to do, and we're happy with it going whichever way it goes. It's not about us trying to be something that we're not. We're expressing our individuality by being reckless and mature. We sing about crass and ridiculous shit. This like satirical punk band from South Africa, they immediately recognize it for what it was. And the South African media, on the other hand, never, they never grasped it as such. We thought like the, the, there was no ceiling at that point at all. We had arrived in Europe and people were digging our stuff. The gigs just became better and better and we were selling merch. And Fuck you, the band's gonna make it, what the fuck are you doing? But now it doesn't matter because we realize the band's not going to make it. We had a bad attack for many years. They knew very well who we are, they still know who we are. <laughs> so I really like Half Price, but they can't play their instruments. You guys are always wasted, like, what are you doing? Trying to make music, you guys can't do it. Because you guys are a liability. You just, you just go crazy, you do whatever the hell you want, you can't control you, you're not gonna play there. I remember taking that very serious, it's like, fuck you, we can do, if we wanna be professional, we can be professional. We don't wanna be professional, that's why we're not. We didn't give a fuck. And we actually were quite rude uh, to a lot of people, not on, intentionally, but... We're not deliberately trying to be dicks, I mean, <laughs> it's putting it up there. Talking about normal shit. We did become a little bit more professional in the later years, relatively so. Um, when you're starting on a low base, it's easy to improve on that. But I think there was, I think the wise man once said, abandoned Cape Town is, is sometimes not measured by how good they are, but how long they've been able to stay together in one band. It really says something about finding your place in the world. <laughs>